0: Welcome to Trivial Debates. And out. Uh,
1: let's get ready to rumble. And rumble,
2: rumble indeed. Debate. Hello, hello. How are you all today? It is time for this month's edition of Trivial Debates. It is June 26 2022. I am your host Chris Murphy. Uh, I've uh, gathered with me today a wonderful panel of interesting and very debate topic heavy folks. We've got the sharp as an axe down to the atom Adam, Adam Woodward. Hey, you guys. Good morning.
3: Adam Sharp. Adam Sharp. I'm mm. not as I Like to be on Sunday mornings.
2: Just bring in the lumber today, um, and do not forget our favorite panelist, uh, Dirty Details, Davin Skelhorn. Favorite. <laughs> okay.
1: Death to the opposition.
2: <laughs> he's got a he's got a high high chance of winning Vay, So so says he in the uh, the panels earlier. You may have missed the press conference, but it was quite heated. And bringing it in all the way home, we got truth and facts and justice, Jameel Robinson. Boom, boom.
1: Boom, (inaudible) 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 None of those three things will help you in this debate. Uh,
2: So we got the ultimate pop culture talent chapter today. We have some awesome, awesome questions. So the show works like this. We're going to be dropping in movies, television, music, sports, history, and a wild card that, you know, some may not have seen coming. And then after that, we'll see how these debates go. We're going to give them points based on their debates, one point each. And in those final rounds, uh, we are going to be bringing in some wild card questions. So. Um what we want people to be passionate about and not personally mean to one another. So as much as possible, Never. be passionate, but don't don't burn anybody too hard. You know. If it gets too heated, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it apart like a good ref should. Okay. So we'll be fine on that front. Um, I also guys want you to keep in mind you can also skip to a new debate by looking at the time indexes in the description and going to those battles that interest you the most. So Feel free to raise a hand and we can uh, potentially pick a topic that you may feel stronger about. Um, so, with that in mind, I'm not going to keep this going for too long. I think it's time for us to rumble. So, what do you say? Um, yeah, here we go. Uh, Let's
0: get ready to rumble! Beautiful,
2: beautiful all righty so for i guess i guess we'll start off with movies does that sound like a good choice yeah it's
1: up to you uh, man
4: uh, i think <laughs> or do these actually go in a particular order i believe yes traditionally we always start with movies as is uh, okay beautiful
2: all right uh i'm trying to pull up my questions i could read the
4: question uh, out for you read the question um, oh, of course.
2: What toy, fictional or real, should get its own original story film? Include who stars in the leading role and or who is directing.
3: So to begin, we'll start with the woodwork. Let's bring in Adam Woodward. All right, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am starting with as a as a childhood uh, a toy of mine, which I spent hours and hours with. I'm going with Hot Wheels um, as the as the toy, uh, starring Simon Baker and Clive Owen as the protagonists and and Ed Norton as the antagonist in this film, directed by Gu- Guillermo del Toro um set in post-apocalyptic America where survivors are you know proving their worth through a course set by uh Ed Norton's character to survive um death and and destruction and prove their 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 driving skills through um, an amazing Hot Wheels type course with danger involved um You know using the themes of road warrior and, uh, and other films like this I see this as, a, as an amazing uh a movie opportunity that would you know probably sell out in a lot of theaters as you get uh you know um, you know wind in you know personal stories especially with Simon bigger Clive but, but Owen as you know protagonist but you know only one can survive uh you know work... thank you oh and that was the buzzer excellent choice hot wheels that's a
2: it's a strong track, strong racetrack to, to lead with. Uh, I like the choice of Clive Owen and Guillermo del Toro. So we're going to move on to our next contestant. Uh, Davin, what is your toy, fictional or real, that you would choose for a story film?
1: Okay, imagine this now. Alien attack movie. Or can even be a sequel to The War of the Worlds. Entitled Super Soaker. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> the aliens in... in Um, a war of the worlds uh, are destroyed by water so imagine this you have one single adult who's a super soaker collector and has been since the beginning so an older fella played by christopher lloyd and a Mm -hmm. cast of younger actors children if you will uh saving the world with their super soakers well more specifically christopher lloyd's super soaker collection (laughs) excitement A coming-of-age story, of course, with with the children in the in the learning that they can be an eccentric collector, just like Christopher Lloyd. And if they are, they may one day save the world. Um, What else do you want in a movie? You could get to highlight all the different kinds of super silkers over the the uh, ages. Um, I just want to see this movie. I don't know what you.
2: All right, super soaker movie it is. Let's get wet this summer. And we're going to move on to the next panelist, Jameel Robinson. What is your fictional toy of choice for an original story-like film?
5: Everyone knew it was coming. (laughs) (laughs) When this was coming out, a coming-of-age story about a, a young boy growing up in Seattle, Washington, as he's trying to figure out his way in the world um with the backdrop of popular culture and the soundtrack um inspired by pump up the volume um uh, it is starring sorry i got to put the name brady noon from good boys um and also directed by the king of coming of age of uh, richard linklater um i think this would be an amazing film um uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <look later. laughs> uh, Freddie Funko is trying to find his way in the world uh, against the backdrop of pop culture. He is a fan of everything, but is in this world where everyone hates what they don't like, yet he loves everything.
2: All right. Excellent. Excellent words. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Brandon Noon, but uh, you're going to have to give a, a rousing debate as to why. Do
5: a Google search. is uh, fine. Well.
2: All right, all right. We'll, 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 I'll, I'll do some fact checking, but uh, let's see uh, who's who's got the who's. What's the fire first?
1: Oh, I'll fire first. Well, right, I didn't Kevin mention my is. director. By the way, my mayhem, uh, coming-of-age story, action adventure will be directed by James Gunn. Um, James Gunn. Ooh, okay. Who does insane adventure action better than him right now? Um, okay. So, Hot Wheels. Look, you missed the obvious movie. It should have been a heist movie about people stealing wheels, Hot Wheels. You, you missed the mark on that one, Adam. Disqualified. Jamil, Funkos are a plague upon this earth. Nobody not... needs more Funkos in their life. Um, what exactly? They all is look the funko? same. It'll be confusing. Um, that's that's what's the movie about. Like your your statement is incorrect.
5: Your statement is to be uh, to begin with is incorrect. Funko is the name of a company, all right? Not the name of a specific product. Are you referring to oh, this yeah. as a I Funko? Meant, I meant pops. Yeah, I meant
1: yes. pops. Yes.
5: So already your argument is um, right, proven fine, to be on that incorrect. One. That doesn't make the movie good. <laughs> it doesn't. It. But you didn't prove that yours is better. Although the oh, James Gunn's collection is a really good idea. Kudos to Crazy.
1: that. Tell me you don't want um, to see Christopher Lloyd and a bunch of kids in a James Gunn movie with super soakers.
3: I um, yeah, but, but here's the thing with that. that. Is, as far as an alien movie where you can kill them with water, this is Earth. We have lots of water. I can yeah, go to my tap. Just but it's Christopher Lloyd, an eccentric
5: collector. Nobody believes it. He's like, and destroy the aliens with water, and people are like, whatever here, Christopher Lloyd. The ending. You. Of, so you're basically making a movie of the ending of Signs. No, thank you.
1: No, I don't think so. <laughs> It is. That's a great point. It is. Where where were the super soakers inside?
2: Ooh, ooh, that is a good point.
3: Water, yeah. Super. It doesn't matter.
1: Science is actually M Night Shyamalan's best movie. So. Oh, oh gosh! That. Okay, Adam, please tell me more about your movie, <laughs> please.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm. We're gonna. We're gonna. Uh, that that seems like a pretty damning evidence for. Remember, I'm not Super debating Starter.
1: that M. Night Shyamalan movies are great. I'm debating that Christopher <laughs> Lopez Soakers is fair is enough. Visible. But
5: I can't get the bad taste out
3: of my mouth. Regardless, Adam, can you please continue? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> listen, I I think that I, I mean. Listen, the heist theme is good i'd like the more of the driving through a course and surviving uh you know fighting other cars off like you know i, I just picture the you know driving down these orange you know um, um tracks going upside down flying through the air getting a land or you shooting people on the way you know you know towards that finish line where you you know you win you you win life or you win whatever it might be but it doesn't matter you have a real goal it could definitely fill two hours on screen okay. unlike the super soaker where you just how do of- the actors um <laughs> contribute to the enjoyment of the film well, I think you got some strong, you know, like, like Clive, Clive Owen to me is is a dark. That's uh, okay. Oh,
5: keep on, keep on. Oh yeah, yeah
3: right, right. Right.
2: I think that was a, something else. Keep on, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like he's a uh, um, uh, an actor that you know broods, you know, lots of feeling to him, and you know he could definitely add something to that movie. Well, Simon Baker's got that witticism and the the the, the, the funny lines that he could generate as well with a strong. Um, apocalyptic director that we have in Del Toro. So, Tell us my... more
1: about Fury Road, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, okay, um, I'll talk a little bit about my movie. Uh, my movie, the current uh, zeitgeist that we see right now in terms of um, film is... A yeah, lot of yeah, Ferris Bunko's meta- Day Off. We get it. <laughs> is, well, not really, <laughs> but um, coming of age story. Ferris Bueller, uh, I'm not a big fan. Anyways. 16 um, Funkos. <laughs> 16 Funkos, oh. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, right now, a lot of movies that uh, really divulge in the meta of, of, of current pop culture, so um, as Freddie Funko is is trying to figure out exactly how can he love everything when everyone hates everything, he's going to be bumping into a ton of uh, pop culture icons from... This is falling asleep. I love it. Uh, <laughs> right? So just imagine like rescue rangers but better right with the actual story and actual like real pop culture icons that aren't all like,
2: okay so uh, i was just gonna i wanted to ask what kind of art direction were you thinking for rescue ranger or uh, rescue rangers but this funko movie
5: it would it would have to be gr- like um the director in, in question isn't really one to do super fantastical things Right, so it has to be grounded in reality, but at the same time, you have these. It's it's kind of like adventures in babysitting when you meet Thor. Right, it's like is he really Thor, but he is kind of Thor. But it doesn't really matter if he is or is not. It's what it represents to the actual character himself. So Sarah, the character, meeting Thor was such an important moment for her. Right, and she he was able to help with the story, but at the same time, kind of represents that we're getting that that pulp culture character in the movie and that's what we're seeing we're seeing these people so it's not like Mark Hamill playing uh, Luke Skywalker it's Mike Hamill and there's like the twinkle in his eye like is this re- is he really Luke Skywalker or is he not and that kind of whimsical play that you've seen uh, Richard do in like Thanks, School ah!
3: of Rock I, okay. I'm bored Jamil me too, yeah, I'm, I'm, Come on, kid. Uh, I'm you, you're digging
2: deep. Down. You're digging deep. So, okay, I'm going <laughs> to wrap this up here. I want to wrap this up. So, I'm going to give you guys uh, an, a, a hot second to think about this, but it could also help determine and waver your argument as to what toy should get its own original story film. Not which one will be the most entertaining, which one I want to see. This could be the most convincing So, tell me the title of your film. Adam,
3: hot hell on wheels.
2: Hot hell on wheels.
1: Derivative.
3: All
2: right,
1: Dev. <laughs> Devon, what is yours? Well, I don't have to change anything because my toy has one of the coolest names anyway. It's just called Super Soaker. There's never been a cut title quite like that, and it would it. it it's exciting in this the superhero age kind of thing. It has the word super in there, but it's like Soaker. It's like what? You know, Super Soaker, unless it's a, a sequel to uh, A War of the Worlds, in which case it's a War of the Worlds Super Soaker.
2: Okay, okay. It could just be called Super Soaker in those. I don't want to get too clever with the sequel. title,
1: because then you end up with something mm-hmm. like hot hell on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: all right, uh, Jamil, what do you got for us?
5: Devin's on the right path. Keep it simple with the actual uh, like product in the name and don't kind of mess it up like hot hell on wheels. Hell, not a good idea, does not have a global reach. Mine would just be simple, Freddie Funko.
2: Freddie Funko, okay. Well, um, these are solid arguments, gentlemen. These are solid arguments. Uh, I got to say, I uh, Davin was on a hot streak. He's got a good director, uh, good cast. I like the idea of Chris Lloyd and the kids and all this, but Jameel... And Adam speared him hard with. There's water everywhere. I could point a hose at these guys, like you know. <laughs> That's don't get me wrong. That's that you know. Uh, so uh, your, your your argument was going good, but then it kind of it, it, it fell to the wayside there, and then you didn't really have anything to fight back against that. You you could have been like, oh, uh, pl- plumbing's been shut down. The only way we can get him is with super soakers. Boom, that would have been a retort there. So. Davin, I think I have to call you out on this round for that one. So the point is going to either go towards Jamil and Adam. Now, Adam had the more exciting film by far. It sounded like a mix between yeah, Fury Mad Max really like and Death Race and Fury Road. <laughs> uh, and I can't disagree that uh, Hot Hell on Wheels uh, doesn't sound like it would be a great movie. So it's, I, I'm probably going to have to give the point to Adam, but Jamil was making some good was well, he, you know, honestly, Jamila was making us tired. I can't remember anything you were telling me about Freddy Funko because I was just like, Freddy Funko, where's this gonna go? And it seems like a lot of emotional drama for
5: a it's bobblehead. Richard so.
4: Richard Licklater
5: <laughs> is gonna direct this, it's gonna
4: be epic. <laughs> I'm going be
1: in trouble today. Um, Super Soaker was my like ace in the hole. Oh
2: well. I I mean, it's a it's a great title. I'm going to have to give the point to Adam for Hot and Hell Hot Hell on Wheels.
3: <laughs> I never thought that that would happen. Okay. <laughs> it sounded it. a good movie.
5: It sounded like an actual good movie. I just right? don't like that title like? at
3: all. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks, Jamila. <laughs>
5: Uh, I, I completely
2: I completely woofed the setup for that because I was all going to be like, oh, it's topical. The Lightyear movie is out. Oh, and I'm just like, where's more questions? Anyway, uh, this time I'm more prepared. Uh, so we're going to be moving on to the TV topic. Adam got the point for that one, which is fantastic. We're going to be moving on the TV topic. Now, recently, Top Gun came out... <clears throat> As a, an excellent and excellent sequel is an excellent revival to uh, a very classic 80s film franchise, which got me thinking, uh, in this modern day and age of, of, you know, film that's being produced and such, uh, what is a hit 80s or 90s film that would make for a great six to 10 episode, either as a modern remake or a sequel to the original film uh, TV series today? Uh we started with Adam last round, so this time we're going to start with uh,
1: Davin. All right, I'm going to stretch the definition of the word hit, but this is why it should be remade, because it can be... Well, I loved it, actually. It's a really good movie, but, you know, it'll be a bigger hit this time. So, think of Stranger Things, yet way better, right? Okay. So, you I don't know if you're all familiar with a great 80s movie, starring Howie Mandel and Fred Savage called Little Monsters. But that was a fantastic yes, idea sir. for a movie, and it has a lot of classic lines like, who pissed in my apple juice? It's a good movie. Look, um, it's about uh, an underworld of monsters that you can reach by underneath children's beds. It's like the uh, entrance to, to the world, hence the monster under the bed thing. So it's playing off an, an age-old uh, trope, um, it's funny because it is Howie Mandel. But my new one, of course, is not starring Howie Mandel. Anyway, anyway, it's about hijinks and it's it hijinks ensues like piss and apple juice and cat litter and sandwiches. Um, but it's going to be starring Donald Glover.
2: Ooh, Donald, and, uh, right, so we Donald with Glover. With cameos
1: by Mandel and. Uh, we're gonna... Because, okay, okay, gonna
2: okay up, you're so. reaching. Time, time's up. You're reaching. Time's up. You'll have to bring it in on the debate. So we got Donald Glover. Uh you're gonna have to bring in those names again because I spoke over you, I'm afraid.
4: Ah! Oh, Little monsters. What, what was your answer, Davin? Little, Little
2: monsters answer was Little Monsters. Little Monsters classic oh. 80s film starring Howie Mandel. I remember, it's, I remember. I remember this. Someone it's put the great movie. apple juice. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, it's a great, great movie. Um so cool. we got uh, Little monster from Davin, uh Jamil. You're up next. Will what is Danny Glover's 80s?
5: sweaty wife beater also be in it? I just want to know. But I said Donald Glover. Oh, Donald Glover. Ah, oh, disappointment. He anyway, a sweaty wife beater, too. <laughs> I mean, Danny Glover could be like
2: his grandfather in the film or something.
5: Maybe. Okay. My selection um, also kind of ties into um, a selection coming um, later on, or uh, a question coming on later on, and my movie is cult classic they live right Mm. six to six to ten episode um series about um a normal everyday man who is living in the world and suddenly realizes that all is not what he's seen we live in a world where technology and media consumption cannot be avoided and then all of a sudden he puts on his glasses and is now shown the underlying truth of the world and slowly he just uh, tries to to fight against this overwhelming force that seems impossible to overcome yet he finds a partner uh, after a brutal fight and those two
2: oh time's up time's up it was going good I liked where it was going. I'm, I'm interested to hear more about that one. They live. Mm. Adam, it's uh, your time to share. Uh, what do you got for us?
3: I uh, picked the movie Heathers, and this was released in my second grade 12 year of high school. And you know, At the time, it was pretty groundbreaking. It was very dark. It didn't do well in the theaters at the time. Um, if you don't know it, guys, it's, uh, it portrays about f- well four female teenagers with we're of a leading. Uh, three of them named her, are named Heather, and they're in this clique at high school. And one of the lives is disrupted by the um, what's his name? Uh, his Christian Slater character, where he plays Jack Nicholson, really, or in the theme of Jack Nicholson. But he's intent on murdering popular students in classes, and 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 really focuses on that clique and you know how that school either rallies or does not rally. And it, it, I think it was really ahead of its time for what's happening today. Uh, in the world. And I think that by revisiting this and we bring it back up, it would be a very black comedy, but uh, very pertinent to what's going on in today's world. Uh, you, know, you, you know, particularly in U.S. high schools and the whole destruction of America right now. So.
2: Beautiful. Heather's from 1989. Mm. Uh, tense teenage horror flick. That could be some good television. Uh, who wants, let's see who's going to take start. the first shot. Jamie wants to take the first shot. Let's go.
5: Adam, um, what is yes. your? I got two questions. What are your opinions about the the Heather show that was released and also canceled <laughs> just recently on you mean, Europe it... and Paramount? Hold on, I'm giving you both questions. So you, you have a longer time to respond. <laughs> oh, right? you
3: booger! Right. I didn't even know this happened. Oh, uh, I did. And uh, you're two, done,
5: Adam. You're done. And two, uh, what do you feel your movie is going to do that? Um, my, screen- you mean my TV show? Your TV show, sorry. Um, That Scream Queens, um, Mean Girls, both uh, both sequels of Mean Girls as well, um, as well as Glee has not already done in terms of the uh, Mean Girls uh, for women, you know, horror movie trope that's been occurring in pop culture for the last 15 years.
1: May I add to your point there quickly, Jamil? And also going after Elites, which is the story of your or basically the premise of your story. I don't know that that does resonate as much in the world today because like, I mean, it's not going to get garner sympathy so much because people kind of want to go after the billionaires right now, rightfully. So it's I, like I going did, after I, elites I, isn't like, you know, Wait, wait. I mean, horrible murders, bad, of course, but like the, the underlying premise, I don't know if that, that works.
3: Yeah. Okay. A couple things then, Jamil. First of all, thanks for pointing that out because I just Googled that myself and I go, shit. <laughs> um, so there you go. Am I out? Mr. Judge. Ooh. <laughs> Defend your point, man. Don't give up at But I but I will say this is that, you know, when you're talking about Mean Girls and you know, trying to do a mean girls circle sequel, uh, two hour movies, you can't really get into character development. These are really just quick things. That, uh, you know, while a sequel, you can really hit it onto other things. Now, uh, Davin, your point on the elite or or Jamil, whoever made that point about attacking the elite, well, yes it's it's even more prevalent today as as div- cultures divide and 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 classes divide where we have no middle class now I, whoops i think that there is a definite uh hatred evolving even further right now and then you, you layer in the american uh um, inability to d- deal with their gun gun, gun shootings and, and mass shootings in high schools and clubs and blah blah, blah and, and churches are crying out loud and it, they just cannot Wrap their heads around this. So, I mean, you know, a very well written, uh, direct, uh, you know, uh, critique of the American culture right now can really be layered into this, and I think it would be fantastic. If it was done well. Okay. Okay.
2: okay. What what style okay. show would you would you <laughs> compare it to?
3: Oof. Well, now that I now I have to go watch this if I can find it. Uh, <laughs> but long and short, I, I just think it's satirical, very satirical, black. Uh, you know comedy, but very uh, underlying, uh, du- you know, direct shots at American, the negative parts of American culture, right? Okay, now, that yeah, it, okay. Which okay. is everything. All right. Okay,
1: okay.
2: All, right. Um, yeah. all right. Good points, think Little thinking?
1: monsters. Let me tell you. So, they basic Stranger Things basically took the under what do they call it the Upside Down or whatever idea from Little Monsters. So, and it was for me Stranger Things is kind of well, I had to stop watching it basically. It, I found it. Found like it just ran too long. It was interesting when that underneath thing was the kind of um, focus and a bit of a mystery. But, but I, where I think Stranger Things fails, and this would be this could be a period piece as well, like back in the eighties, like the original Little Monsters, just for a bit of added fun and whimsy, because there's no whimsy left in the world. Um, but, um, yeah, what where Stranger Things falls apart is the humor doesn't land, I find, what humor there is, and I think where what you insert Donald Glover into there in some better writing, um, you know, Donald Glover could even direct it. He's freaking multi talented. So you add yeah, him no, into the, you? Like that, and it's just fantastic, man. Like, as the Howie Mandel no, no. role, as the monster that's reaching out to this okay. kid.
5: Yeah. So Donald Glover's playing the monster?
1: Yeah, he's playing the monster, Howie Mandel's
5: role.
2: Who would you cast in the kid portrayal?
1: I was thinking about that. I just don't like really know a lot of kid actors, and the ones I do know aren't really kids anymore. Oh, but Brady Noon, or, or did I want to change that one for later?
5: Brady Noon. No, no, no,
1: no. So it's um, I did have an idea for this actually. So the star would be, again, all the kid actors I know are a little old. Iman Vellani, I think she's been amazing so far. Not,
2: and, you know what? That was okay. Mad Charming.
1: Yeah. So Donald Glover and Iman Vellani, are, uh. What network uh, would this Disney be on? Kind of. So, I mean, I, I, I like. I don't want to make it like adult rated for like on HBO or something like that, or like you know something kids so, can watch. Disney.
2: Disney Plus, yeah. Go say to say Disney it.
1: Plus or uh, yeah. Netflix or whatever. Okay, I
2: mean, okay, okay. we're Disney gonna we're on So uh, Jamil, let's hear, let's hear a good argument for for um, I uh, think... They Live.
5: Okay, um, I think that my movie resonates with what's going on today with the the rise TV of show? social media. Sorry? TV it's, show? Yeah, sorry, I keep on saying movie. Well, <laughs> nowadays, prestige TV, let's say prestige TV because uh, it's six to ten episodes. Um, the rise and how um, social media has infiltrated all of our lives and almost every single aspect of it. Um now, to have that revealed to be something even more nefarious than what people already think it does, it really uh, really puts a lot of people's actions and motivations into question. So you can go into um, I, ideas about politics. About, I think I gotta poke you,
1: a hole in that. I go think ahead. I gotta poke a hole in that. That That's such an old played out idea now. That's like every episode of friggin' Black Mirror. Like everybody is suspicious of technology and media now, overly so to the point where it's like, you just want to bang your head off the wall because people take it too far. I think I, they I lived with perfect in the 80s, but now that idea is, it, that's old. I man.
5: I don't think so. I think that you, you, you have an underlying, underlying bad feeling about social Light media, out. but I don't think people realize how much we interact with it from our, um, let me, Alexa. think they do. To, our, want to put our our yeah. phones, how we have our phones with us at every single moment that we live, even beside our bedside. Our yeah. a- so it's not even just advertisements when you're driving or the news that you're watching, right? This is being directly not even to our bedrooms, to our bathrooms, everywhere we live, right? So you have this underlying mystery that is going on is how much how big is this thing and episode by episode the lair just keeps being revealed that it's a bigger 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 who is behind it right is it aliens you're basically like, so we'll vaguely play-
1: describing several black mirror episodes that probably pulled it off better than your idea i think
5: you're automatically assuming that i'm gonna do a horrible job i'm very like take no i just mean black mirror actually
1: does quite a good job so I'm like, black mirror you does a good job to the task. When, but, when's like, the last time black that. mirror
5: has released an episode it's been pretty it's been a while oh i don't know but that's so that's-
2: i i just just want a bit of clarification are these uh it sounds like all of your choices are remakes are any of these like direct sequels no to mine's the movies, original or Yours, oh, so original. you're doing like a you're doing it's a direct thing.
1: Stole my idea. Oh, I see what you mean. Is it like a Little Monsters Two? It's a yours yeah, a basically. No, no. Well, no, because if if it's a period piece, and it's a remake.
3: So I would I would go remake with mine. Yeah, mine's a remake as well. You, you, you,
5: mine's you know. a reimagining because it's in the it's current, so it's not going to be it's not a remake of the it's not set in the eighties it's set now. So
2: okay, all right. All right. Well,
5: Let's you know what. Like a good, I, I could I could probably go with that sort of thing with mine. With yeah, that's what that's what I, would
1: I feel say. like you could do a re- remake, but like the the Howie Mandel could still play the same guy. Like the no, he couldn't because it's in the eighties. No, never mind. Remake, with mine confuse myself there, dude. He look okay. ex- okay.
5: exactly the same. He just needs to put like the horns on. It's fine. He, he does. That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he he's got the secret serum.
2: All right. I am thinking I've, I'm, I'm leading on a choice here. I'm going to give one more minute for final, for final thoughts on uh, everybody. All right.
3: Adam. Um, You know, I think, you know, the strength of mine is, is that, you know, it's a very pertinent conversation. You know, I think the children are really struggling today, you know, layer in again, layer in another thing is COVID in that environment, what they have gone through in the schools the last few years, uh, you know, in, in you know, watching my own kids, you know, grow up in high school through this past few years has been very difficult for them. But also, it's just—I think that we have a responsibility as artists out there, somebody does, to, to call out what the negative is out there and really see if we can affect change somehow, because nothing else seems to be working.
2: Okay, beautifully put, Davin. Final thoughts. My final
1: thoughts is just like I think in the last round. Mine is the movie that you actually want to see. Or show, I should say, it, it's short to the point with the six or ten episodes, and that's perfect for this idea. Who doesn't want to see Donald Glover and Nimon Velani pranking a bunch of assholes in the night? It's it's amazing. It's <laughs> I want to watch it right now. It doesn't even need to be written. You could just yep. have them do it. <laughs> it could yep. be it could be done as reality, but no, it, it would be Donald Glover behind it. It would just be fantastic, and Nimon Velani is just like
3: effortlessly charming. I don't remember uh, the put, question put. saying uh, who's starring, though. Just, just you know, to point that out. Mm,
2: yeah, no, that's that wasn't a specification. Um, if you want to drop it's, some names. It's and, yeah, it's I'm, I'm, I'm,
3: We're
5: we're past that. It's fine. Um, Helps describe the theme the feel. It, 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 it does. I, I think for for mine um, with the way that prestige television is nowadays, I think a lot of
4: powerful,
5: powerful stories can be told, <laughs> um, and it's not necessarily just going to follow nada so um i like the idea of atlanta and how it presented it presents its story where you build up this world but also follow Donald different characters mm-hmm. i said don't mm-hmm. follow the characters within <laughs> it um i imagine um an episode where you have a proud boy um who has been educated through uh social media and ideas and concepts suddenly have the uh, the glasses fall into his lap and, and really understand how he's being manipulated by these things. A very powerful episode where you can, you know, tell a lot of concepts that you wouldn't normally do through a traditional narrative. I, I think They Live can be a good, you know, mirror um, frame, picture frame to view these, these stories.
2: Mm, all right. We're, we're, uh, amazing arguments all around, gentlemen. Um,
5: I would actually want ooh, to watch everything that was mentioned. I, everything. I
2: really do. I too would watch everything that was mentioned. Um, Adam with the very poignant uh, and politically apt Heather's and making that into a, a remake.
1: didn't watch it. they
5: haven't seen Adam's version yet. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's true. It's Freaking true. I me feel better. Someone took it. It's show.
2: Just yeah. one of those, it was, it's one of those shows where somebody could, you know, the, the, the revive the old classic film just through the property of the hit show. However, that being said, there was that small technicality. So unfortunately, Adam, Heather, uh, not being hit film is going to disqualify you from this round. Um, and that means it's going to be between Davin and Jameel. And, oh, boys, this is a tough choice for me. Uh, I'm definitely trying to put the biases aside. I'm a big They Live fan, and I have conjured sequels to that many, many times in my head. Um, so you're hitting notes familiar with me, Jamil. But i got to say Davin's depiction of a little monster show starring Donald Glover and Amani Valmoni uh i'm all for that that's that's gonna take the point for me so davin you get the point for this round.
3: hey davin yeah you know you know what that also could have been it could have been the gate you could have done the same thing with the gate remember that movie no i don't think like an old 80s
1: the... horror movie like it's like yeah it's like house right it's like a really yeah. bad old horror movie. yeah yeah i know the game yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it was yeah, some, yeah. something yeah but it was yeah, a fun movie yeah, as well yeah. yeah the gate's sort of like that yeah not as good yeah so, uh, excellent,
2: excellent choices, gentlemen. That was a that was a lot of fun. So we're going to move on to the next round. We've got music for this category. Now it's been lately been known that film composer John Williams is going to be calling it quits after Indiana Jones Five. So, which music composer, neither film, television, or music in general, has had an equal or bigger impact on the zeitgeist for the collective population? Give us your answers we're gonna start this round Jamil. please.
5: go ahead and pick yeah. up your pen. Um, you know what? <laughs> I I had a lot of trouble with this and um, there are a lot of great composers out there, but I was too heavily focusing on film. so then I kind of brought in my my thought process and it became very simple. you know I hear voices you know in my head and they talk to me. And I understand. They talk to me. I'm going with John Johnston, the creative mastermind of many of the most popular sports entertainment theme songs, right? He's the one where you hear his music, you yell out, you suck. Or you hear those, those chimes and you know that the Undertaker is coming. Or you hear that glass shattering and you know Stone Cold's going to raise some hell. Right, Uh, he has worked for over 25 years in the WWE and has made some of the music that has traveled over into pop culture. Um, and today, you can hear it in sports arenas um, worldwide. You hear the beginning of those theme songs, and you know exactly the tone and message.
4: Ooh,
2: bringing in the SmackDown with Jim Johnson. Well played, Mr. Jamil. An
1: excellent yeah, choice. Whoa. What did you say, Murphy? Just bringing Jameel in the doesn't SmackDown. doesn't even know the name Jameel. of this unmemorable composer. He's you him, about. He He did
4: call him John Johnston. It's he called Alan him
1: Johnson. John
5: Johnston. Disqualified. I call him not Johnston. memorable. <laughs> uh, a name Stalin, by a uh, rose by any other name <laughs> still smells. <laughs>
2: We're, this is a valid point, but it's outside the contending round, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dismiss that. Uh, we're gonna continue on with uh, opening arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what is your choice for uh, a
3: memorable composer? I, I um, before I tell you who, I just want to read you a quote. I listen to music, ex musics, and I don't even have to shut my eyes. I can see the pictures, and that's why, in many respects, I can talk to talk pictures with this person he responds to pictures so you know when i look at movies and especially the big 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 ones is is it's how you feel and sometimes the movie will just never be as good without that music and and the music is so cho- choiceful so i i picked han zimmer as mine um and, and he was, just wasn't by the way movies he started in tv and that's how he made his career sort of started his career while he you know got going but just just to give you a couple of movies over the years i mean and he won an academy awards for lion king dune last year um <clears throat> gladiator uh thin red line like these are the ones that are just inception uh dark Knight. you know think about uh, pearl harbor you know that horrible movie but the music was just fantastic through it and you know when you look at how he takes the movie and brings it beyond 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 just the, the pictures on screen and into your you know, into your mind, and I, 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 can listen to it all day long.
2: Wonderfully put, Adam. Wonderful put, Hans Zimmer. A solid choice. A man with a thorough career. We've got Davin and those wee baby guests along with us. My
1: rebuttal. Look at this face. Look <laughs> at
4: this face. It's adorable.
1: Check, me. Check
4: your rebuttal. <laughs> uh,
2: wonderful conclusion. Rounds over. Let's move on. Now, uh, Davin, your music composer or brought to you.
1: Okay, Jenny. Okay, so Ludwig van Beethoven. Not only has his is he the most well-known composer in history, he has permeated pop culture through a clockwork orange, through Looney Tunes, through countless movies and TV, through <laughs> baby Einstein videos. Like she has heard Ludwig van Beethoven and loves it. So it's it's transcended all, Earthworm Jim, even it's even in video games. It has transcended every medium. Uh it's timeless, has proven to be, and will go on being timeless. Ludwig Van is the only answer. Right, baby?
2: Ludwig yeah, van Beethoven from Davin, nice. a solid oh. choice. Uh classic post Jim. Okay.
3: I think that's a that might be a good answer. However, that to me is an interpretation set to that whatever medium you're you're putting it into. While my choice is being here's the here's the picture, then it's written for that. How is that going to you know best speak to the viewers, or or speak or whatever you might you know what I mean? But so taking Beethoven is good, like it's a good choice and definitely well used. However you're taking the picture and putting it to the music rather than the other way around.
1: And I, I think that's a point for me, actually. I think that just shows no, out, I don't think so, so at all. I, 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 like, it,
3: but you're, you're shoehorning it in some places. And that's like, you know. can, you
1: can, you can be some dude named John or whatever, and write a song specifically for a wrestler and have it be like, <laughs> okay to listen to, or you can be Ludwig van Beethoven and write transcendent music, that <laughs> but, will be timeless forever. And in every type of medium, because it fits everything. You could put moonlight sonata in any medium medium possible. And people have, including earthworm Jim, it's, it's, and that's just one of his songs. Like, but you can I mean, have I Bugs think, Bunny you know, sing it, killed it.
3: but why not Amadeus? I mean, you can do the same with him. I mean, any any composer where there was just like they were had no knowledge of where this was going, the world was going, obviously. And uh I think that's I true, don't think that's the I, question. I, I, true, uh, yeah, I don't think that's the question. I think the most important
5: thing that we need to focus on well, is the zeitgeist, the zeitgeist, right? Which Fair currently enough. so examples can you give um current modern examples of Beethoven in um, the zeitgeist
1: my answer is no but that's my fault because I don't consume much modern media if it's not in Star okay. Trek I haven't seen it I, I, <laughs> but that's why I use examples from when I was involved in more uh, pop culture Okay, so that <laughs> isn't
5: in the, the current zeitgeist it wasn't a zeitgeist it, it, my, my argument
1: is that Beethoven has managed to enter into every zeitgeist that I know of but I guess okay. I'm not too familiar with Modern okay. but I'm sure I would I, I would bet dollars to donuts as lie. they say that Be- Beethoven is was put in a movie or TV show this year. Probably like a hundred of
5: them. Okay. Um, because okay. you don't have
1: to pay for it, for one. But, but you, there's a lot of music you don't have to pay for.
5: I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of music that are in commercials that people just kind of, you know, skip over. Like it's oh it's that tune. Ba-na-na-na. Like no, the, how, how those, many times no. bad guy has been in a, a commercial a lot? I'm, and it look, just I'm becomes never. it just becomes like people don't even realize it's bad guy, right? Until like they compare the two. It's just it's just there. So being in the zeitgeist means it's it's come up, it's like, oh yeah, like you you immediately like connect with it. So I, I, I kind of disagree with it. I think it's a great choice. But I don't think it works in terms of the form of the question. Now, in terms of Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer has a complicated history. Um, He is an excellent composer, but unfortunately, there's always the criticism of like, does he do his compositions or does he is he like a studio house and he gets. Uh, younger composers to okay but if you if you base <laughs> if you base
3: if you base john williams as the question here and that's how we started I mean like let's let's face it he's he's following that whole that that and yes there's a composing house I get that but I mean it's still the name okay. Hans Zimmer regardless of, of or John Williams, or whoever. Uh, it might be. I, th- I think Jameel gutted you there, Adam. No, I, I don't believe that. You know, I, I, and you
1: know John Johnston or whoever he is. Look, the most memorable. His, his actual real name ever. is it's James Allen Johnston. John it's, it's
5: written by Rick Derringer. So, so you, you do can do put James slash John slash Jim. <laughs> his like his actual name is James, but like. Where are we
3: so, going with that? Okay, then, but, I'm going to step but, in. But, you I'm know, stepped in. Hey, step in here, but John, John, like I couldn't even tell you who this guy is. Jimmie's. You've heard I, his music though, but but I when don't know. Only if you're a wrestling fan. I, he doesn't, Not even if you're a wrestling Zeitgeist. fan. Beethoven, I get. I, I understand so. Beethoven. I, I understand that. my guy. Yeah. No clue. You you, I, you yeah. talk, hear, you talk you, about Zeitgeist. I mean, and and. and but you if, have to connect Get out you. of your
1: wrestling bubble, Jimmy. Out of the your thing bubble.
3: Yeah, how do we get a wrestling question later, by the way? I yeah, can't. I know it's not a sport. I'll sport tell of you that. Kings.
5: Anyways, if if a wrestler shows up and walks into a place, he's just some dude with muscles. But when the theme song hits,
3: right? Yeah, the but Jamil, that's hits, for anything. I mean, any movie is a movie until you throw mu- music on it. You know. Anyhow,
5: all right. <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to step in, so look at his
3: record... face. Look at
2: his face. I'm going to step in. So the question again: it was it was a bigger or it was an equal or bigger impact on zeitgeist compared to John Williams. Adam, you've got an excellent choice. The Hans Zimmer. He has made many, many, many impactful films and and scored them. Um, although, uh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to think about this for a second, just real briefly. Everybody had. Uh, something to say? Um, I failed. Uh, Jamil had stronger points against Hans Zimmer and Ludwig van Beethoven, only in the sense that, um, I can't honestly think of like when I think of some films with Hans Zimmer, I'll think of maybe one or two songs at best. Um, Ludwig van Beethoven is that classic. He's throughout time and history. For sure, he is that staple. So that is a strong impact on the zeitgeist. But Jameel, I think Adam, and Jameel at each point. other. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, they, they did
1: make good. Adam points. doesn't know him.
2: Jim, Jim Johnson is a very strong uh, composer in the sense that uh, it took me a second to look him up and then realize, oh, that guy, that guy that's made all of these songs that are easily memorable and recognizable throughout the years. Um, but I truly can't say I remembered his name. (laughs) Um, wow, such a hard choice. Okay. Um, I'm going to say based on arguments alone, I'm going to give this to Jamil. He came in with stronger points about Jim Johnson. He came in stronger points about Jim Johnson and the music and impact. Um, and I just felt like I didn't hear enough defense, really, about Zimmerman or Ludwig Adam,
5: all you have to do is talk about the 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 bongs, like whenever a per, like bongs are now like like anytime you hear a bong in um, a movie trailer, that's due to Hans Zimmer, right? Just bong. just putting it in Inception, yeah. Dark Knight, yep. it's just Interstellar. Yep. That's I was like, Adam, I was kind of cheering for you. <laughs> it's okay.
2: <laughs> uh, if All he had right, made yeah. that point, that probably would have leaned it towards would have
5: won that one. I didn't think oh. I was going to win that one after. All tied Adam up. Zimmer, great okay. choice. Daniel as well? Yeah.
3: Danielle. You know Daniel? All right. Sorry, think... Never mind. We'll talk we'll about it later.
2: <laughs> 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 we'll discuss this in the afternoons. All right. So now it's moving on to the por- topic of sports. Now, sports, in my opinion are uh requires physical activity um you know some form of of winning and or losing uh and uh i i believe that this falls within the category people are being physical they're exerting they're they're strenuating themselves in various forms from working out to basically doing a live gymnastics and that sport is going to be wrestling so you're,
0: you're that
2: question leads to <laughs> I wasn't sure who, who this one was going to ru- uh, rub good or rub bad, but we're bringing it forth. So for sports who, sports, who do you consider? I've already just made my argument as to why it is. Who do you consider the most outstanding professional right. wrestler that's made you feel something? Love, hate, or excitement. When you, you watch this professional wrestler, uh, what's the one that stands out to you? What is the, the most outstanding professional wrestler when watching
1: them? Um, who, let's. We're going to come back uh, to Adam at the beginning here. I'm starting. Yep. I wonder who they've decided is going to win the gold medal at the Olympics this
3: year. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. My choice was simply, uh, you know, and honestly, I haven't watched any wrestling since I was probably 15 years old. So it's a long time ago. So I go back in time to the um, early '80s when I was. My grandfather was taking me to maple leaf wrestling in Toronto, uh, and and just to consider where the world was. This is early '80s. And it was the Iron chic. And you look at the question here, right? Love, hate, and excitement. At the time, I didn't know I was drinking the Kool-Aid. But man, when I mean, you look at the what was going on in the world, you know, American-Soviet relations really hyping up uh, negative, and And the way that WWF at the time brought in these anti-American heroes that, you know, spoke badly about the U.S. and got you know brought Hulk Hogan, the All American Hero, to to the forefront. And man, they did it so well. And they bought you know all these kids like me at ten years old or, or twelve years old uh, to to buy into this this hatred of of uh, you know either Soviet with Nikolai what's his name and and the Iron Sheik. Volkoss. yeah, Volk, right. And and but masterful, masterful uh, uh, skill at manipulation and propaganda.
2: Mm, the big bad it's, iron,
3: which is what it it is in a sport. It's propaganda.
1: Yeah, it really is.
2: <laughs> and
1: yeah, it really was. I don't know what
2: it's, it's true. It's true. Uh, the iron well, shield, an got excellent choice from Adam. We're going to move to the corner of Davin Skellhorn.
1: Who's his ringer? Oh, well. Is that a snake? If you're scared of snakes, then you probably felt fear at the sight of. Jake the Snake Roberts. No, but look, honestly, as a kid, I drank the Kool-Aid too. But, you know, at some point you stop drinking Kool-Aid. Um, well, unless you're a heavy drinker, perhaps. I don't know. Anyway. I would Jake. say you appreciate the look. Kool-Aid for how it's made. <laughs> Sugary. Um, and sweet. Um, cloying, even. Um, so, look, Jake the Snake Roberts. I was thinking, as a kid, look, the first thing you feel is excitement, like Adam says. But, like, look. With all the the Kool Aid, for example, like the music and the the characters and the outfits and stuff, they all kind of give you that. It's just the fact that you know once the crowd starts cheering, you feel the excitement. But the, so I'm thinking, what is the first thing I felt that just wasn't that? I'm a wrestler, and that's Jake the Snake Roberts. Like I love snakes now, but as a kid, you're a little bit afraid of giant, terrifying snakes that are biting people and cobras and stuff. Fear, Jake the Snake Roberts. I'm out of time, but there's Fear. more. We'll get to that.
2: Fear. So we got Fear from Jake Snake Roberts on the counter of Downskill Hunt in the corner of Jameel. Who's his wrestler of choice?
5: Like, before I even start, I say kudos to you two because I really thought this was going to go in a specific direction. And um, I applaud both of you for picking choices that I didn't really think that you were going to choose. Uh, my choice, I feel, is a little bit more mainstream as I mentioned, but still deserving. And that is the cream of the crop, Macho Man Randy Savage. This is a man who who was able to perform on many aspects of what professional uh, wrestling entails. The gimmick outside of the ring, the gimmick in interviews, and also the gimmick in the ring. He was a class above all others in all three aspects. In terms of being in interviews, The man had brilliant mind bending um, interviews where he got his point across, but not only in a a way that could be sometimes humorous, but also intense, where you were like hyped up and excited, but also at, at times frustrated at how insane this man was when he was a good guy or a bad guy, right? In the ring, you saw him perform against Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat, where he told a story in the ring, and you you were cheering. You're at the edge of the seat, hoping oh. that he would succeed.
2: Oof. Oof. Oh, can, can I, I go, go first, first, please? With Macho Man I, Randy
1: Savage, I, I, I take take it in. Go ahead, Davin. Keep the heat re- rolling. Go ahead, David. I d- I don't want to dumb. During that season, w- wonderfully I mean. poetic answer, Jameel never once mentioned how Rockman made him feel. I did actually didn't even answer the question. He did. I did no, actually. You know, what? Well, my second point with Macho Man is he's he's been popular and famous from memes. It's after his heyday. Nobody in I was a wrestling fan. Nobody ever said in the 80s or 90s my favorite wrestler is Macho Man Randy Savage. No one said that in those days. No one, Jamil, and you know it. I'll, I'll, I'll because of the Because, but but again. In, it, it plays to my point of it just being excitement. You could say the first wrestler that you saw do a match made you feel excitement. It, like it's it's Jake the okay. Snake Roberts, and then Jake the Snake Roberts makes you feel something again. I've got out of wrestling, but damn it, if he didn't do it again with his documentary about his personal life struggles and all that kind of stuff, it was a real like redemption story there, and that freaking get the waterworks flowing as well more than any of this other uh, superfluous stuff.
3: So. Hey Chris, you know, I think that both their answers are pretty good. However, you know, I, I haven't given wrestling any thought since, like, I don't even know when. But your question got me going and thinking how, how, and again, when you think about the need to manipulate a culture and an up and a, and a youth as they grow through, and and you wonder how how much the American government, the American Republican government, at the time have influence on the America, uh, the WWF culture and the way things, the stories that were told. And as you developed, you know, your, your eighties culture through the cold war and having to beat the Soviets down to let's, let's go on to shift over to Iraq, Iran in the nineties and certainly into the two thousands and playing that game and just, you know, Co-opting this this amazing this group of youth that can absolutely support this and will will go to war and sign up because they they hate them so badly and I think that these guys really did uh, particularly Iron Sheik you Know f- feed into that, uh, that, uh, that hate culture that they de- developed. So, I doubt it was because what, of the iron what, what, cheek what, that anybody, no, no, no no no, 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 <laughs> I think they had a part, is what I said. But uh, I'm like, so your you guys I, were very entertaining, entertaining versus that the guy I chose was oh, very, I was talking political. about
1: genuine feelings, I was talking yeah, well, about genuine well, feelings. Well, about. I think I too, people
5: right? had I'm a general to... feeling, but I don't think his... the iron cheek was necessarily the the person in control of that narrative, well, it wasn't big enough not popular be, enough. Well, he was he, ah, was, he big. was Iron Cheek was huge. With, guys, I remember the was yeah. that he wasn't huge due to his own making, i.e., performance in the ring or in terms of his, no, his promo but, but work. But he did though. Right? He built up
3: others. Other American humors, i.e., Hulk Hogan at the time. I think the fever the... pitch,
5: the fever pitch for the Iron Cheek was when a Sergeant Slaughter turned and was used as a mouthpiece yeah, with the Iron Cheek. So it, like if it well, was, but, but, but yes, again, but you're, you're taking chief.
3: you're taking the base guy who made who developed uh, Hulk Hogan, developed uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, developed even Nikolai Volkov. Like you have these guys that you know created a culture of of hate and anger towards someone else out of America. Versus one more point, your guys who were very entertaining. And I remember uh, Jake Jake the Snakey. I mean, and certainly man, Macho Man. I love that guy, but but not for the same reasons and certainly not that he developed these these general
5: I, okay anger and, if and i'll let Devin shift. respond and then i'll respond yeah. afterwards so i just you. wanted to
1: say that the strength of my argument is isn't so much d- diminishing your guises, it's the strength of the ch- choice i've made so it's legitimate feelings other than just excitement or propaganda cuz as fake as wrestling is and unless even as a kid you know it in the back of your mind even when you're drinking the Kool-Aid snakes biting you is still real and that snake was really clamping onto macho man's arm in in cobra and because you know he pissed jake off backstage and everything but he still had that snake bite people and other wrestlers were legit terrified as well of those snakes including andre the giant so it's just the fear and then later with the documentary it's just re- okay. legit feelings
5: so let me just talk about macho man because i i think that people are just thinking that he only provided excitement. Um this this is a man that had a very storied career, very lengthy career where he wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, he in sold Slim James.
0: He was a Jim Jim guy, right? No, but,
3: but you know what? Guy.
5: He was also a bad
3: guy, right? He was a bad guy. And 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 in right? there's a treatment of Elizabeth, Elizabeth, for instance, I think was very negative, and, and again, really developed a bad uh, taste in your mouth. Taste in my mouth. Certainly, looking back on how so that you felt really terrible uh, I agree. about that whole situation. I, I, I think so he's you, a good choice, Jamil, just not as strong as mine.
5: You felt I elation.
3: Think- people felt elation when him and Elizabeth
5: got married after all those times, quote unquote, you know, kayfabe married. Um, Or when he fought Jake the snake, when he was retired as a broadcaster and Jake kept poking at him and then he, he lost all control and and practically gave up his career so that he can, as a broadcaster to go against Jake the snake and finally get him or Ric Flair.
1: Right
5: rick flair where he fought rick flair um, that's just wrestling did-
1: storylines my distinction is opponent, yeah, I was talking about people wrestling storylines i've talked about legit things this, that this person did it that doesn't made matter if
5: legit or not this is wrestling the man <laughs> wrestling, well, the, 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 yes, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling that's not, not what the question
1: is the question it, is it, who all right, right all right, right all, all
5: right all right i'm
2: gonna right. i'm gonna stop here because it's gonna devolve into if wrestling's fake or not and we all know that wrestling is predetermined not fake okay there's a difference uh well people still get hurt um so uh these are excellent choices we got the iron Cheek from adam uh with the very uh politically driven hate feeling we've got uh, jake the snake roberts with the feeling of fear from davin and we've got 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 macho meme randy savage from Jameel.
5: So uh, at least don't forget uh, the, the documentary uh, oh. feelings as well. Yeah. Though, I, I didn't get the to see all my points be, before, you know, Davin Adam just ganged up on me because they don't like it. happens. About, That's uh, what you guys did to me. Yeah, it, around it's... Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, um,
2: again, it was about what made you feel. Uh, Adam, you made excellent points about the Iron cheek and uh, just the, the general political driven time. Um, and Iron Cheek made a lot of people hate him. So that is a solid feeling, but it's not something that's continued. Davin made good points about the Jake, the snake, uh, and his documentaries. And to this day, he's still making you feel, but honestly, uh, Davin, I was hoping you might speak more about, uh, some of his very riveting, um, interviews and just backstage talks because he I, is, I didn't want to get into wrestling. To man. That's what my, well, it was, well that's. That's that's the thing, though. The the big part of feeling with wrestling is the storylines, um, and I think We're Jamil sort of c- was hitting it on the head, honestly. Uh, and to further that that point, Adam even said, "I love Macho Man Randy Savage," and he spoke to another point about Macho Man Randy but, but Savage. Can,
3: can I just say one more? I mean, you already made your decision here. I get it, but one thing that you know, and I, Jamil, I'm not sure how old you are, but you know, back in the early going to be forty. Going, okay, you're younger than me. So going to wrestling at Maple Leaf Gardens in the in the early 80s and seeing people scream and yell at these guys because of, you know, you call me and you, 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 and, and the horrible things were said against the sheik at the time being, you know, Muslim. You know, it, it, I, I can't, t- I think that you give a lot of credit to uh, people um, that may have not seen through that. Anyhow, that's all. Okay.
2: Um, that's a fair point. It seems, I, I feel,
0: hmm. You're making
5: think, point, you're Adam. Making Adam. Think, it's a very valid point, Adam. It's a very
2: valid point. I mean, it, it is about what, what they made you feel.
1: Um. Redemption. Fear. Feelings. I um, don't like when they when he the snake bit him and he threw the guy in the coffin because he was like dead from the snake and stuff. I forget who he did that. Dude. Undertaker. When did and Andre actually?
4: Undertaker was
5: scarier.
1: Well, he did it to the ultimate warrior actually. Oh, yeah. Um,
5: Stay corrected. Yeah. I didn't talk like Ooh. I didn't talk about like the I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna just have to I'm gonna have to pick um Oh, boys, I think I hmm, I think I might have to give this one to Adam for the Iron Sheik. Yeah. Thank you. He made a strong point about what they made you feel. Uh, <laughs> and how the Iron Sheik is uh, legitimately one of the kings
3: of making people and you know what? I gotta um, yeah. say one more thing on this is that I'm I'm angry today that I bought into that as a ten year old or twelve year old kid. <laughs> Me <laughs> too. You know. Me too. Um, <laughs> I, had, I, had I, I just
1: wanna. <laughs> uh, Ooh, so
3: you, I, I, well, you gotta you gotta. And you the know, I, oh, love I, know. Him, I... The... solid pick. Randy Macho Man Savage. I loved him. He was he was a he was, you know, he made you feel good. He was funny. He was everything about him was great. But man, like anger and changing up. Comfort- People were pissed when he turned on Hulk Hogan. Yes, like They're always like- cocaine or a heck of a combination.
5: Oh, dude, <laughs> it was insane during that time period, and he oh. he could play up that just that righteous, un- insane rage. monsters.
1: Yes, and then his rap Jake album.
5: His oh, that rap <laughs> album is. Is uh, I, I
2: was leaning towards Macho Man, but I, I feel, uh, it, again, Jamil, you just didn't quite get get in the the, the key feeling moments from Macho Man and you were yeah. a little dog-piled on. My so I to it give off, it to Adam. That's
5: how it you goes, though. Right that's, that's trivial that's debate. That's trivial really debate. Thank yeah. you. All right. Um, next round?
2: So we're going to move on to the next round. And just, just a quick side note, the correct answer was Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> I agree. Um, hey,
3: I, I was going to say, brown. <laughs> when you talk about they live. Right oh, dude. No
2: I could talk about okay. that forever. Um, so let's okay. see. We're going to be moving on to history. Now, this one came up because I spent a bit of time with my parents, and for whatever reason, my mother was playing Hogan's Heroes 24 7 on some channel. So there was just like consistent Hogan's Heroes. So that got me to thinking Hogan's Heroes, the American sitcom set in Nazi Germany POW camp during World War II. So I wanted to consider what war from any period of history would make for a comparable '70s style sitcom, uh, in compare like in the style of a Hogan's Heroes. So think Hogan's Heroes, but replace it with a different war. Maybe throw in some characters if you can. If you can think of it on the spot, um, I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear your choices, uh, Davin. With baby in arm, tell me <laughs> multitasking. Extra
1: points. Excellent points. <gasps> ah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. This is my debate right here. Ah, okay. So I picked the war of 1812, written and directed by Dan Levy, starring Jared Kezo as Isaac Brock. Now
2: okay. so, so obviously
1: it's from the obviously it's from the Canadian perspective, but it's it's, it's gonna play off the whole, you know, the, what all the Canadian standard comedians do is the whole American Canadian dynamic. So it'll play off that, but it'll be funny because it's Dan Levy. <laughs> and Jared Kizo. Um, but it'll it'll just play off the quirky politics that still go on today between the u s. and Canada and all the historical quirkiness of that relationship as well. And you know, it'll probably be self-deprecating. So though from the Canadian perspective, it's it's still a question who won that war depending on your like parameters of victory. So, that can be a big theme in it as well. Like everyone, both sides thinking they're winning, and like really everyone's just losing because it's war. You know, <laughs> I think it would be fantastic. Call it Hogan's
2: 1812. <laughs> Hogan's 1812. I didn't even from hear Gavin. anything
3: Gavin said because I was watching his daughter. He's very cute. <laughs> she's, she's <laughs> <an> excellent <laughs> distraction. She's, yeah, she's very cute. You're very cute, huh? loves you.
1: They're eating it up.
2: No, nope, that's a great choice, Dan Levy and Jared Kiso in an 1812 Hogan series. Uh, loving it. Uh, so we're gonna move to Jamil. your war of choice, sir, for Hogan My series. My choice
5: um, is the football war, and you might like. Wait, what? What is the football war? It's also known as the Hundred Hour ah. War. It took over. It took um, place over the course of a week. Um, it is uh, with El Salvador versus um, Honduras, and. What happened? There's the the story behind it, because people don't know about it, uh, most likely, is um, El Salvador's uh, population was exploding. Uh, People migrated to um, Honduras. Um, Honduras didn't really treat the um, the uh, migrants very well. Um, El Salvador didn't appreciate that. Um, There was civil war and unrest. And then there was a soccer um, preliminaries where they fought each other and there was writing. Um one in Honduras, one in El Salvador, and then one in Mexico city where there was uh, a gigantic breakout fight. And then they went to war over the course of a week. Um, then uh, the, well, I'm getting too much into it. Getting too mm, much into? And that's
2: time. Let's do it time. Hopefully we'll hear more about the dichotomy of how these wars might play on the show sort of basis. Uh, But uh, excellent choice. Adam, uh, who are you bringing in to the battlefield?
3: I'm going back uh, just over 100 years now to World War I. Uh, You know, as I like to think that we can you know still bring these things relevant in, in today's culture and people not forget about things but really the, the trench warfare and I, I think about how you could easily make a comedy of you know the, the the British group sitting in their trenches never moving anywhere and the big rats and the mud and the and the fleas and the just dis- disgusting conditions they had to live in while the Germans are playing you know a hundred yards away in the same kind of conditions and playing either conversations or, or the so- the infamous soccer game of Christmas one year uh, you could definitely do a lot here with this that would make it pretty funny and uh and unfortunately play to to a bunch of stereotypes that would that you know when you talk about horton's heroes that's just a, an awful show when you look about the uh how it portrays the germans versus the you know the americans and british but still i think uh, you know even today very poignant and and touching on the futility of war particularly in in that tragedy of fighting for hundreds of feet every day <laughs>
5: All right, that is a solid choice of the war. Man, world. I just want to—I I just want to point out that like this is probably one of my favorite trivial debates. This is this awesome? <laughs> just great. <laughs> just overall. That's good. Yeah.
2: Uh, all right. So, uh, let's. Okay. So, I was gonna jump it back to Davin, but he's up oh, there. He is. He's jumping back to the seat. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll just put this... yeah multitasking. Uh, so Davin, since you are multitasking, we'll get your
1: first words in on this. Well, look, I didn't hear a whole lot of what my opponent said because I was <laughs> chasing a wild goose. But uh, World War One. Look, there's been enough media done on that war. TV. Movies, everything, probably including sitcoms. If I sit down and think about it, um, maybe not. Oh, but you know, maybe not in maybe not in for our audiences, but perhaps in the European audience. I don't know. I, I but, think um, more.
3: I mean, the only one I can think of, uh, you know, for us would have been I mean, Monty Python, honestly. But, but again,
1: well, and and again, like my movie and TV answers. Mine's the one you want to see: eighteen twelve. Dan Levy, Jared Kizzo as is Isaac Brock. He can basically play him straight like Wayne. Letter Kenny, it wouldn't really matter. That'd be a pretty hilarious Isaac Brock, right? The stiff upper lip and all that. It, it, it would be pretty great. Um, and Dan Levy can do that um, American and Canadian thing at the same time. He's very familiar with both cultures. It would be it wouldn't be so one sided a perspective. I don't think it it would be a great show. Or of eighteen twelve. It's quirky. Like pe- a lot of people won't wouldn't have heard of it, and and they'll the laugh. And then there's big moments like burning down the White House and then burning down Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> big big dramatic everyone, yeah, everyone else? Toronto. We're just going to let that one take the
3: floor. And, and the great finale you'd have with the Battle of
5: Queen's. I won them Nine. over,
1: Chris. I yeah. ran them over. No, there, I, true. I,
5: I was just waiting for something to really grab me. Like outside of the cast, I'm not really.
3: I'm grabbed. I, I'm, I'm in, Gavin. I thought it was great. I, I'd love <laughs> to see it. I, I, I'm a huge I War of 1812 fan. Like, I, mean, I, I can't imagine I if you're that. not a
1: soccer fan, you're going to want to see...
3: I, I don't even know what... <laughs> J- I had to look it up while Jameel was talking. and You know, I think it'd be interesting. You made me learn something today, Jameel, so I'm happy about that. I don't think you would have... Well, look, it, you say...
1: How did you say, long did you say it lasted? The 100 hours? 100 hours. Yes, exactly. So yes, it's not even long <laughs> enough to like develop a, a full thing out of. Really. You, you like, think you so? Want more but that's not in the case. From.
5: You haven't heard who my my cast in comparison. is. comparison, my cast that's is true. is uh, on opposite sides. You have Javier, um, not Javier Bardem, Benicio del Toro, right? Javier Bardem is in a, a supporting role, but not one of the main cast. And Michael Pena, right, is on the opposite side. And then the the director slash showrunner is jason roland is going to be it so you're talking about someone who can definitely stretch out a hundred hour war that takes place it doesn't take place just in a week because you also have the soccer matches which happened before that right so Look. you have you shaking your head no <laughs> do yeah. you even hear what i said <laughs> It doesn't matter because you were talking it about your cast matter. and it,
1: it, and compared to mine, because we're talking about a sitcom here. A sitcom. It's
5: sitcom, yes. Not, not
1: not friggin' Benicio Del Toro or whoever you said. That's I not a sitcom cast. Benicio del, del the Toro? Most, the most revolutionary sitcom of the last years He comes like, back so to comedy it's from the top. Stan Levy. It's, hey, Dan hey, Levy. it's return. the master of the sit. Hey, Chris.
3: Chris, one same thing that you said, I said, mean, you 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 mentioned that there's been a lot done on World War One in recent years, there actually has, most recently nineteen seventeen, which was a very serious. You know, I just additive. watched that. Yeah, That's but at the same time, I and mean, really you got a good feel of what was going on there. But but yeah. Um, as as far as the 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 comedy aspect of it, the sitcom aspect, of it, when you think about you know, the, and you said it, the stiff upper lip of the British that never even went until that you know just you know doesn't matter how many men we lose, just throw them in there because we have to win that fifty feet today. Uh, I, I you know I could. It's, World, World War One is, is too
1: horrible who's for your, humor. Who's your cat? Like, like, Monty Python you? maybe, but yikes! Like, I, I don't like think to it's too. Most cast. stuff in World War One is too horrible.
5: I w- I would like to hear the cat <laughs> because for Davin's like. As much as I like Eugene Levy or Dan Levy as a performer, um, showrunner, I'm not necessarily, you know,
1: Shits Creek. Shits Creek was amazing. Uh, yeah,
5: yeah. Uh, you like Shits Creek, really? Oh my was god! It really? Yes, it was. Uh, yes, it was. By sitcom think that, standards,
1: it's easily I, better than all I the think, other ones. I think around.
5: that people over the like, performers overcame what was given to them in that show. Um, honestly, I agree. I, I would like to hear.
2: work. You have a a performer list uh, off the top of your head at all?
3: Hmm. You know, I, no, I'm sorry, I don't. But I mean, it, it, off the top of my head, I think if you take the 1917 cast of the Brits and just throw them in there as as and, and roll them into comedic wars, uh, roles, pardon me, that you could make it a, a very funny show. Um, however, looking back at the German list, I mean, I'd take, uh, um, oh, geez, the guy from the Quentin Tarantino movies, what's his name? Christopher... Boyd, Christopher Lloyd. I'm not going to give you any help on this one. I need to survive. You you, you know the guy (laughs) I'm talking about from *Glorious Bastards*. I I do know Christopher. Uh, Christopher Waltz. Uh, Christopher Waltz. Yeah, Yeah. 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 fantastic choice. Jeremy Kempt, if he's still alive, would be amazing. Uh, You know, as that that stiff upper lip German guy who just never, you know, ever smiles. I I think just the absurdity of of the of the of the war and the trench warfare could be. Extremely well illustrated with a, with a, a dark comedy, uh, but also get the point about how uh, you know almost it could be looked at as, as comical just because of the the stupidness of the whole thing. No, I, I that, you know, that's that's point out that my
1: opponents are trying to write dramatic movies while well, I'm giving you the power of Shit's Creek and Letter Kenny for an yeah.
5: 1812 movie? Sorry, like, Ger- Jared crap. Kelso is you did not pick Jared Kelso as the showrunner, so it's no, not he's like the, he's Ken- the star. The the but, but, uh, little, you know one thing that the, the, the weakness the of, of starring, both of your um, choices are? I love are, you Beth Cooper. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate to the tone of the show that you're providing.
3: But both of these shows that you guys are proposing here would have to, th- there's no connection. I mean, other than us here in, in Ontario or maybe, you know, Upper connection Canada. to what? To people. I, I don't know if people so, are going to jump onto this. The modern because, audience isn't connected to World War I. They are. Uh, but they at least know what it is. You know, <laughs> they know it, what it is, but it's but like, that's not the strength of the show. They're like, Wait, what? I can't, no, but it's a Call hook, it's a hook. Uh, you know, nobody knew hook. where
1: Downton Abbey was, but people watched it because it was good. It was apparently, yeah. I don't know, I didn't watch it, I agree. but I, I liked show. But but,
3: but but I don't think you need that. You build the connection in your show, which is, I think, which where why mine the is. Strength. But, like, you, can, but you have to give it time to develop in that. I mean, listen. Huge War of 1812 guy. I'm actually, uh, I'm a United Empire loyalist, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> documented and everything. However, I, I don't know whether people will resonate with that.
5: I, I just they don't will understand, win. Adam, I just don't understand the tone of your show. Um, because usually I associate the tone by the showrunner. The showrunner is the one that like guides the ship. So I have an understanding of what Davin's show is gonna be like because having Dan Levy as the showrunner, I can I understand the 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 way that they position their comedy and how it's gonna be presented. I have a mind's eye of it. Okay, For so, yours, so, so just imagine very, this. Just I don't get
1: yours though, Jamil. Yours is just like you know I don't who even my know showrunner. other than it's like a quirky war. Like I Do you don't know think who my showrunner is beyond that. I'll no, repeat it I'm again because fair. you didn't hear. Is just okay.
5: Rowland? I don't even know. Even
2: one. I'm gonna get. We're final minute for final thoughts here. So,
5: uh, Community, uh, uh, Rick oh, and Morty. Yeah, Community wasn't very good. Oh, oh, just hold your tongue.
1: I <clears throat> oh mean, mm. That's Porter, another one like you yeah. accused mine of. That was just strength of performance. The jokes were friggin' terrible.
5: W- we're hilarious. Jeez. Chris, do you need to hear more from any of these guys, or do you have
2: enough? I think I think I I think we're good on this. Um, I would like there, there's some points like David had brought out that uh, you know you couldn't make a show off a hundred hours war. Um, I. Meal, I would have hoped you had responded with 24 because that was a show based of 24 hours and every episode was an hour, so you could have easily made a 100-hour show.
5: My report, um, that, and my report was, that was the Jason Rowland aspect of being able to stretch a concept long past its original you know, inception, but that's... All modern had- shows
1: are already stretched past capacity. You're just adding into that like even worse. Well, Dude, I was just, just saying, saying that I mean, at Stranger Things season five. Thank you
5: for proving <laughs> what I was just mentioning. <laughs> so thank be you. Be good.
0: Yeah,
2: good. yeah. So, so, um, you know, uh, basically, uh, you, you came back with a retort about extended time. So I'm going to say, Davin, uh, the fact that you your strike against not making a show out of 100 hours, that could be done. That could easily be
1: done. Um, yeah, Boringly so. Not much happens in a single well, day. Like, again, there's a show called it like 24. Every hour ends up on screen, it's just going to be a lot of downtime.
2: There's a show called 24, and it was very, very popular at the time. Um, so, uh, But that being said, Davin, you did fictional. have uh, an excellent cast and a good choice with 1812. There, I believe there was a, a show called Spy about the War, war of 1812 at one point. that went on for a few. I did not know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It was like two seasons. It was really tight. Recently? Um, uh i don't know like five or six years ago maybe you need to go back and watch. <laughs> yeah uh who did start i forget anyway i'm getting off topic and and adam uh world war one trenches british uh all, all all that good stuff i think um i think there just wasn't an maybe enough because again uh, as Jamil had said the war world war one it's sort of vague there was a lot of open like battles, there wasn't very much like, okay, maybe this war would make for a good scenario of a show. Uh, but that being said, uh, if you had mentioned something along the lines of like Rowan Atkins' Black Adder, uh, I would have probably fallen in line because it's basically Hogan's Heroes, but for the British at this point. Um, so I think it's going to be a, between Jamil and Davin. I, and I'm I'm honestly I think I'm gonna have to give it to Davin. He had a lot more points for between the cast and the style and show. Uh, I would Jamil, watch that. The, I would
3: be so into that show. I want it's, it's true. It. you, you, know, that,
2: you were it. you were throwing punches, but I I just didn't hear a lot of defense or reason for the football war. So and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give the so, point to Davin. So, Was uh, it over a uh, game
5: uh,
1: like a team lost and everyone's
5: just like ah! no no? It wasn't. That's oh. why I brought up the the immigration um, issue. That kind of hiding tensions between the the two countries. Uh, yeah, but, I, uh, Chris, I had to uh, what, read up on it. What did I submit for history?
2: Uh, Sue so submitted for history uh, initially. The foot. Oh, oh, for, for history, you originally submitted the War of eighteen twelve. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh,
1: I'll, I'll be back in time for my. I'm going last this time, right? Yeah, you're going to be going last. It's going to be the wild card, so. Good, because uh, the baby's yeah, over there, I yet I can smell her. I shall betray.
2: Okay. I think I can smell her from over here, it's my cat. I don't know. <laughs>
4: All
2: um, Boom, wild card, ladies and gentlemen. It is, uh, I had to think of a fun one for this one. Uh, recently, I read uh, a comic called The Incal, and Taika Waititi has recently been greenlit to produce and direct a film adaption of this classic Alejandro Jodorowsky comic the NCAL. So I want to know from from your knowledge, what other classic comic deserves a film adaption? Now, there's popular choices between MCU and DC and all this stuff, but I'm looking for something real deep cut here. I believe you guys came up with some excellent choices, so let's hear it. Uh,
4: who, who did we start with last time? Was that?
5: I think, think it's my turn.
4: Jameel's time. Jamil's time
5: yeah. So
2: We'll go with Jamil this time, yeah.
5: Okay. Uh, mine is uh, a comic book that is near and dear to my heart, and Perfectly situated in today's day because today is the Pride Parade, and my choice is Strangers in Paradise about two high school friends who um, reunite after many years, and both of them find themselves uh, broken individuals. And through the strength of friendship, um, they're able to overcome um, the mob. Uh, um self-doubt, body issues, uh, uh, societal's uh, view on um, um, homosexuality, uh, masculinity, toxic maxi- masculinity um, as well as uh, sex work as well. and um, it also has a, a spy uh, thriller interwoven as well. Wrapped up into this delicious story that features poetry and music, um, intertwined to tell a all-encompassing story that lasts.
4: Uh... Oof, Ooh.
2: just filling it up the time. Wonderful choice, "Strangers in Paradise" from Jameel Adam. What is your secret wild card?
3: Uh, i i'm sticking with the the history theme today and i don't know i latched on to again a world war II hero in comic books uh, called sergeant rock um you know i as a kid i i loved reading these stories in in the comics and and got a really good you know uh, idea of what you know the portrayal and and the again the, the propaganda of what the uh the u.s did in these wars and how they do it but i think it would be a very cool uh you know reinvention or re- rewrite of what happened uh during that war using sergeant rock as the as the player and you could you could pick any any major star that you know is in a um war type movie and i actually i was going to spin it in my mind to a british but using jason statham playing uh Gen- sergeant rock as 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 sergeant rock and leading a Carl Urban would be another great one. Uh, but thank you. No, but. He, 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 he,
4: he just he just played uh, Sergeant Rock two years ago. I'm
3: sure. See all these things that I think are great ideas have been used. This is fantastic. So, thank you, <laughs> Dave. I'm in the fact checker role here. So thanks, I
5: Dave. What did Jesus. I miss, today? Get, da- oh, Dave's getting um, giving help to people. It's unfair. Uh, He's Giving help, but also knocking people off.
3: Okay, moving on to Davin. Go ahead. Davin, <laughs> you your pick? choice
2: for wild card. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, but t- for Jamil, we've got Strangers in Paradise, two friends mm-hmm. overcoming uh, societal views Again. from toxic masculinity to homosexuality, all that good stuff. Um, and then we got uh, Sergeant, Sergeant Rock, Rock from yeah. Adam. Sergeant Classic.
1: Rock. Oh, no one needs to see that. Actually, I think they're doing it. Or no, maybe but, I just saw a weird meme on that. No, anyway.
4: they did. They did do Surgeon Rock as a short. Okay. Yeah, okay. One <laughs> sec. Should I start his time? <laughs> All
3: right. give so, I'm back. So so, so, so. negative today. Huh, who, me? No, no, you, you. go ahead.
1: Oh. Huh. Anyway, I chose. And now, prepare to cry here, fellas. I'm going to paint you a freaking picture. So, I'm, ch- I'm choosing mouse. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with it, right. but it's um, true stories of Art Spiegelman interviewing his father, essentially, and getting his tales from World War I and being persecuted as a, as a Jew. And um, I would have this uh, starring in the, as the voice of the father character and directed by Mel Brooks, and this would be Mel Brooks's swan song because um, he's getting up there, <laughs> um, but a, a guy who's done, a, a, Jewish, a Jewish gentleman himself, and uh, he chance to do something serious because quite frankly, when it comes down to it, I find the most effective drama is often done by comedians, they understand things a little differently as far as emotions go than other actors, I find. Like you can look at, uh, you know, Jim Carrey's dramatic roles tend to resonate better than his comedic ones. And anyway, lots of examples. But um, also, it would correct the wrong of the only Art Spiegelman property to be made into a movie is Garbage Pail Kids. Okay. He's also the artist behind Garbage Pail Kids, and they made a movie that.
5: That awesome, instead man.
1: of Mouse. Like, let's just create a better world here, people.
2: <laughs> Alright. Coming in with the deep cuts to save Arch Spiegelman's career, or at least Let, in the film world.
5: Let's let's oh, not downplay the awesomeness of Garbage Pail Kids, okay? That movie, I love movie. That, okay. Oh my good. god, that was not, oh not a good movie. It's, it's terrible. It's an awesome, terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: Mouse is spelled M A U S. M A U S. Mouse.
2: All right. Uh, yes, yes. Mouse. Uh, all right so uh, let's hear some debates on who's going to
5: win this round. Can we pause? Can you pause? Sergeant Rock, we've record? seen enough army movies. Spell Devin's um, book correctly. It's incorrect. M A U S. Yeah. Um. Meal will thank not you. continue
1: no. until <laughs> it's it's just, it's, it's totally Thank different. you, G-mule. it is makes it very
3: different. Rock, look, it's just played up, I think. Uh, it's okay. I mean, it's sir, you could cast I, Warched and I, and, like, I need oh. to re- revisit and do some more research before I sit oh, speak too fast. But Strangers I'm interested. In I'm going with Strangers in Paradise because I support this one. I'd like to see this. Okay,
2: well, so Apple's bowing out of this choice and, and lending his hat towards Strangers in Paradise. Great. Or
1: would you prefer to join
5: I think it is a good Ooh. choice. Um, I think all of modern. the choices were really good. Um, um, it would make I, for I think, a
1: very modern show. Yeah, the only thing I different. have with
5: yours is I want okay. okay. I, I'm gonna detail mine and I just want more insight to how yours is gonna play out. Um, all right. just I think that's what we're gonna that's really, gonna gonna really gonna be really debating. debating. Um just give you a second. You a second. No, 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 I can hear you, I got my thing unplugged. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, my okay, street. And you, hear you, your
2: mic, Davin, because he's gonna loop.
5: <laughs> I'm back. Okay. There. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine is going to be starring um Emily DeRaven as um Katina Chuvanovsky, Kachu. Um, Francine's gonna be played by Rachel Bloom. And, I never know uh, any
1: of the people. I'm so not modern. I never okay. know anything that Jameel's talking Emily about. Emily DeRaven played, was
5: in Lost. Um, was in oh, Lost. that's not a good thing. She was the... We're talking about the character, the, the <laughs> actors. Uh, she played um, the blonde pregnant lady, if you can remember her. Didn't watch Okay. It. Rachel Bloom was in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, she is a, a full-figured woman who... Um, is both very um, charismatic, yet she can play a very wide range of roles, including very dramatic to deranged, which would be perfect for Francine. And then we have David, um, an individual played by Darren Bar- Barrett, uh, Barnett, sorry, um, who is of Japanese-American descent, um, so... Uh, he is an actor on the come up, so he's the one with the least amount of resume there, but it's going to be written by Diablo Cody and also directed by Jason Reitman, reuniting the two in right. I, Reitman, sorry, uh, reuniting the two, uh, especially for Diablo Cody. Um, her best work is through the lens of Jason Reitman. So uh, I think that will be able to bring across a, a very dramatic and uh a brilliant film, uh, Davin. Can I hear your? Uh, yeah, but yeah,
1: uh, I would just like to say to about that. yours though, I think it's fine, it would be a fine thing to adapt. Fine. I don't think it's very or so dissimilar from a lot of things that are currently available. Like, there's a lot of well, I, I don't know, modern shows, man, but like, well, I know there's like interpersonal drama shows coming of age in a world that we like, people are uh, oppressed. But by, by for different reasons and stuff. There's that out, there. rightfully so. But that's out there. I, I Mine think it's going to be very different, and it'll really stand out in a time where there isn't an animated movie about the Holocaust. So Yours
5: is animated. Like, oh yeah, it would have to be. Okay. I think. So I've seen um, a ton of animated movies but, but that have. actually of the Holocaust. Oh, here's so. something for
1: you. It could be both. Because it's just an interview with him and his father. Here's something. You could bounce between him and someone like uh, a younger man interviewing Mel Brooks, you know, in, in live action. And then when he starts to talk, then it it. But it's, a, it's another no movie ma- about
5: the Holocaust, right? Yeah, but those,
1: there's how many movies are out there right now about the Holocaust? Oh, 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 like oh, Schindler's oh, list.
5: I'll retort like, your response. Oh, well, I don't know pulp culture, so there's some. It's out there, but you do. That was, basic, that you was basically. You Your problems. argument. That was basically your argument too. No, well, look. Well, unless I, you can I, give I, an I, example, I don't think it's a valid argument. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't watch
1: many things. It makes a, a point. It's a I'll solid say it's like point. <laughs> it's like Star Trek Discovery. It's like Star Trek Discovery. There you go.
5: Um, Game set match. I. I... <laughs> You want to... do you, do you want to give my last point or us yeah, get your last point? I, I think that stylistically yours has a very interesting premise, but also mine because if you've ever read Strangers in Paradise, it isn't just a straightforward narr- narrative that goes from point A to point B. It um it has you know step asides and, and also the music is already kind of there as well as the poetry and kind of woving that in. Um, I think is going to be the strong point because it isn't just a single media presentation. It is a multimedia presentation with the, the poetry that impacts the characters in the story and how we see it as well as the music, which is not just, um, um, musically heard, but also visually seen as well. My All right. Is excellent. <laughs> and, I and,
1: mean, and, that's and, a, that's a the, solid uh, point. And the, uh, Source material, like Kevin said, Mouse is just Mouse one is of the brilliant. It's one brilliant.
2: The... Yeah, yeah. These are these are excellent picks for me, two gentlemen. Uh, so we've uh, you know had to bow out, Target Rock, because it has <laughs> been developed. Uh, I honestly didn't know that myself. So good catch uh from from producers. Yeah, uh, so we've got Stranger's Paradise and oh, Mel. These are both excellent choices. Uh, Davin, I loved your portrayal of it being uh, Mel Brooks' directed project, uh, sort of like, you know, Swan song, if you will, and performed within... Uh, I, uh, that would that would be a lot of fun, but it, again, there wasn't a lot of meat. It's like, Mel Brooks, he's the guy. It's going to be great. There's going to be some Jewish comedians. We're going to bring that in. Uh, live, action was, live action and animated.
5: Yeah, live action and animated. Live
2: action and animated, which would be really cool. Um, but uh, again, uh, Jamil came in with Stranger in Paradise and just gave a, a litany of examples. Uh, yeah, from, I think, Jamil, you know, social society to to this to where you don't know where the storyline's going to go. Spy thriller with uh, great casts. I mean, Emile Doreen, I do remember her now. And yeah, uh, honestly, um, I'm going to give the point to Jamil for that. way tie. Yeah, we got to tie now. Uh, this is how uh,
5: good this episode is. It just has been fantastic. Good, good job. It. Fantastic. We're, we're already. I, I, I
4: actually.
2: I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just uh, I don't know what the time of it is here, and I honestly didn't realize what the scoreboard was until right now. So yeah, three. We are, we three, are running I, a bit
4: late. Um, normally, usually it's like an hour show. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's gonna be double. If we can do like a tiebreaker to decide who moves on to the speed round, um, and uh, so the tiebreaker
5: is the person with the least best, yeah. So you should have one who's out.
4: Do like a, a question off the top of your head, Chris, uh, and basically decide uh, which one of them is okay. eliminated
5: and which which two I, I move I on. Don't have it about wrestling, just to please don't ask. Me. So no,
2: uh, no, no, no. Okay, so are, are we, uh, is there a, are they gonna have a debate or just their picks? And I gotta
5: yeah,
4: give them a debate, it? but we'll just we'll keep it really right. fast as much as possible. All right, all
2: right. So we'll, we'll keep a three minute debate. I want to know what is the best uh, game controller, the best video game controller. Oh, Super,
1: Super Nintendo keyboard.
2: We got Super Nintendo from Davin. We got Keyboard from
3: Jamil. Adam, what's your choice? I'm uh, sorry, guys. I'm bound out. I can't even talk to that.
5: <laughs> really? Dude, not, you not, nothing? A, you never you played an arcade game? system? Adam, oh just my... guess one. Just fight. Adam, don't lose this <sighs> way. No, they, they, Adam, N64, no, Adam. No, you
1: played a video game, Adam. I haven't played a video game in
3: 20 years either. I would go with my N64 because that was the last game I played. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, there ahead.
5: you go.
2: Thank
3: okay. you. Okay. So well, we my got my N64 knowledge.
2: keyboard that's and Super Nintendo.
0: Can, can I just? Say oh. that? <laughs> 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 All right
2: let's let's get let's get five minute debate going uh, between Super Nintendo N64 controller and keyboard.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I'll go first. Look, the, 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 the NES controller was already fine, but it was too small and it was square. Super Nintendo fits into your hand perfectly. It was the first to add shoulder shoulder buttons, which, of course, were, we're run with after that. It, everything about the Super Nintendo controller is perfect. D-pads are better than analog. Shoulder buttons were perfect and they actually worked. Um, four buttons, if you need more than four buttons to play your game, to me... It's too complicated. We're counting the two shoulders, six buttons. But like, if you just need all these buttons and all these things, like that takes me out of the game. Like, not a modern game. Technically, game. it's. But we're talking about controllers. It's, it's perfect. And keyboard is like, as someone who's like, maybe if you're like a serious computer gamer, that's fine. But for me, it. I used to try it in the in the early days. It's very prohibitive to play a video game on a on a keyboard. Um, it's very easy to hit a different button than the one you're looking for. Like freaking if you have your arrows on one side and then the arrows on the other side, it's just like, yeah, your arrows are A, S, D, and W. Go nuts. Like if you want it on your left side, you know what I mean? And N64, look, Adam, they, they were maybe fine for a month and then they broke. So like it's, N64's you know, do not hold up. And it, it, it was a failure in a lot of the things it tried to do.
2: Three minutes left to discuss He's. Okay, hit me some hit, hit me some of the positive words for keyboards um, and N sixty four controllers. I, I,
5: okay, um, Adam, do you want to do you want no, to go? I'll I'll wait till you guys go because I've got okay, one thing to enough. say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got one thing to say. That's that you're gonna drop it. Yeah. They okay. came um, in many colors. The, the keyboard is the <laughs> has been the standard. Was it? Standard, wasn't it? Consistent standard in terms of video game playing over the course <laughs> of a multitude of generations. So even prior to the eighties. The keyboard has been in use. They haven't reinvented the keyboard because but it's always been bad. It's always been great. And they haven't. No, that's why people buy it.
1: controllers for their computers, because keyboards are terrible. Oh, like I said, if you're serious, if you're when people, serious, when serious, people play serious, 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 play you can on write a computer, they, they use like the that. keyboard. Not everyone can use the type like keyboard, this, you know what I mean no it's very prohibitive like most people you can't give a kid a keyboard and be like your complaint
5: about you complain about the arrows being on the wrong side is a moot point because you can change your your whatever your your there's no good options is what i'm saying there are good options you can do wasd you can use the arrow buttons yeah, hey guys, guys, let's play Street Fighter. Okay, guys, yes, actually, I can play Street Thing Fighter. You know? No, on a keyboard let's play Street Fighter. On a okay, one minute, I one minute. Okay, I prefer, I prefer I... to play Street Fighter on a keyboard. Actually, that is where yeah, I but you do, but that's not going to be general People do. If people have the option
1: to play.
3: No, no, you're right. going a serious that...
1: gamer bubble. I'm not a serious gamer,
3: I am not a serious gamer, clearly, either. Uh, and but I, I find the keyboards far too confusing. And honestly, yeah. Davin, once you get past six, it's six is manageable. Uh, yeah. However, I did like the N64 because I could I could use it. Uh, I did like the colors, and I also thought it looked like you know, for all you Star Trek guys out there, I thought it looked like a starship. So I, I you know, I, I quite enjoyed all that. The We're N64 rolling.
5: has over six buttons. Actually, No, I know I did, it. But I,
3: I could use it. I could I could still
5: use it. Yep, has eight buttons. <laughs> um. So also, just to use Davin's point. Davin's point is, well, if you're in a, uh, you know, a gamer, a serious gamer, uh, you know, bubble, then of course you'd like a keyboard. Thank you very much. So you're telling me that people who are going to be playing games a lot prefer to use a keyboard. No, I didn't say that. I I said you have to be
1: a serious gamer. To use a keyboard, not that being a serious gamer means you prefer a keyboard. Very different. I still think most serious gamers would still prefer a controller. No, that's why they play. That's why they play Xbox. That's why they play PlayStation. They don't freaking sit in front of. Them. Most gamers have a, a system. Type in PC Master
5: Race. Type in PC Master Race and tell me. Okay, okay,
1: okay, okay. That's very bubble stuff. It. We're talking about general appealing. Anyway.
2: I think I, I've made my choice here. Um, yeah. Adam seemingly has disappeared, but that. Could sort of lead into the fact that uh, you know what he, I, I'm gonna have to to uh, yeah exactly. I'm gonna have to drop Adam for the N64. There was a lot of a lot of discussion about the the, the positivities of the Super Nintendo and and the keyboard. Uh, the N64 controller was wonky, although it was probably one of my favorite Nintendo controllers.
1: Um, yeah, I'm it gonna, was different. It was exciting at the time, but man, they break
4: easy. <laughs>
2: <was> the modern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh,
1: Oh so limp
4: stick limpstick. What <laughs> what, what's your ruling here, Chris?
2: Uh so it's who, I'm picking who's out pick, at the You're point.
4: picking who's out or you're picking the two that are moving on, whichever way you want to look at
2: it. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be Adam. We're, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> crop Adam here. So it's Jameel and Davin moving on to the final round.
4: Okay.
5: Great game, Adam. Great game, Adam. Great there's
2: there's great a lot. Time. I was I I wanted to pick the M64. There's a lot of features to that: the rumble pack, the joystick, the the ability to like jump between. But I just didn't hear that, and I'm gonna have to. But it
1: comes in so many colors. Eliminate Adam.
2: It does come in so many colors, which is an excellent <laughs> feature as well. Um. So yeah, based off the arguments, uh, Davin Jamili gets moved on to the final rounds, which means we are on to. A uh, hot, hot debate of fast speed and random round. questions. Speed, so, uh, speed the way, round. That's the word I was looking for.
4: <laughs> so the, yeah, the way this works: uh, thirty seconds uh, to whoever says it first, because these are all a binary questions—yes or no, or or pick like A or B, this yes or that—and um, then whoever whoever is uh, you get thirty seconds, thirty seconds back, thirty second rebuttal, thirty second rebuttal. So total of two minutes per contestant. And then Chris, you just got to make your choice. Like
2: yeah. Fantastic! All right, all right, all so,
3: right. You, Adam. Good, 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 good show. Yeah, good let's show. Give a round of
1: applause for Adam. Fantastic work. Thanks,
3: guys. Yeah. It was fun. I'm, I'm hanging around though. I'm going to watch you guys. Uh, all right, can you watch my baby for a minute? Beam <laughs> <laughs> Beamer over.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> all right. So,
2: uh speed Beamer. round topic number one for movies. Does Top Gun Maverick deserve eight hundred million dollars? Yes or no? No.
1: I guess that's an no dad. Yeah. I mean I haven't seconds. seen it but no, the world doesn't need more Tom Cruise. The world doesn't need more American military propaganda, which for even people who I know who have seen it, they say that's basically what it is. It's enjoyable to watch and exciting, but it's basically just USA go. so you know just does this American military need eight hundred million more dollars in any form? The answer is no. your rebuttal.
5: Yes, and the reason for that is a good portion of people who I've talked to have enjoyed the film. So if you enjoy the film, then what happened is they paid money, they got entertained, so it was a proper exchange, right? The money for entertainment, and they were entertained. Plus you have the fact that you have Val Kilmer back in his role that many people thought he would not be back in another movie again especially after what we learned in Val. Um, Plus, you have a soundtrack that you seem to enjoy.
1: Well, I have a rebuttal? Oh, okay. Um, Look, Val Kilmer, good on him, man. Like, good on him. But does Top Gun Maverick deserve $800 million? I don't think necessarily uh, it does, because I think it's still too geared towards a certain idea. That I don't think needs to be necessarily propagated. You can enjoy a lot of movies. They could have someone that person you're talking about could have went to another movie that day and still enjoyed it. You're about to be a movie, sure.
5: Eight hundred million. Um, eight hundred million dollars uh, worth of people uh, went to the movie, and looking at all aspects in terms of cinema score and everything, shown that they were entertained. So therefore, um, in my world. If you do something that people enjoy and people enjoy paying for it, then it's deserved. So I don't know. I how. heard it's derivative
1: of the first one.
5: If they enjoyed it, if they enjoyed it, I'm
2: gonna. Uh, that's a solid point from Jameel. Uh, that the if 800 million people or so says numbers, whatever, are gonna go see that movie, then it is deserved. I'm giving the point to Jamil for that. Uh, Davin, I I agree that the military doesn't need
1: much more money for. Very such true. things, but uh hey, I, the movie Just hey, the a propaganda wing of the American military talk. May I say it.
3: one thing, guys, is that I think that you're missing is it's it's been the big blockbuster since COVID and it's it's been just a treat to go back to the theaters with people again and sit with them. That was that was part of it. I mean, I went to see it. Yeah, I like that more than anything. Um people could have it it went and saw
5: everything everywhere all at once and yeah, that would have been, been a better been choice. A better movie. That. Um so
1: yeah, that's the point I made.
5: Damn it! Don't steal um, my points. Yeah, point but you, you picked
2: <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on to the TV round. We've got uh, *Mandalorian* or *Strange New Worlds*. What does the, the world best use virtual
1: sets? *Strange New Worlds*.
5: Mm.
1: I'm making Demi- Jamil uh, argue for *Star Wars*, and I'm gonna enjoy every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, David, you've chosen Strange New Worlds. Let's hear from well, you first. Strange New Worlds is glory personified, and not just the amazing writing and acting. It looks so good. Somehow, and I thought this was impossible, mind you. I didn't think they could do a modern, shiny set like Discovery and the J.J. Abrams movies have, and have it look so good and still retro and still enjoy I don't enjoy those sets, but this one just looks so good. in the planets, very
5: good. Okay. Um, Being able to invoke the nostalgia from the classic series of Star Wars and New Hope, um, being on the a lot of uh, planets that are derivative and. (laughs) 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 Give me the point. Give me the point.
0: No, you can't do it. it. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't uh, do
2: it. Yeah. Dab- David gets the point by default, Jamil Jameel bows no. it's Jameel couldn't get the
1: A even to save himself. Like, look, look uh. the another... level. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is good stuff. Okay, this
2: one's gonna it's yeah. gonna be a curveball. Or we're coming to the music section. Which is the better rock opera band, the Who or the Protoman?
1: Who uh, Oh, uh, I don't even know who the Proto Man are. Give the point to Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, um, okay, I, I, I have nothing to say. I think the
5: Who's Tommy is an amazing, um, you know, musical landmark that stands heads and shoulders over the Proto Man. I don't even think my opponent can even name a Proto Man um, album no. or song. No, I cannot. <laughs> I, you know what? I love the
1: wizard, so the Who? All right, okay. so
2: let's, let's gonna to go to, to you know, I probably <laughs> should vary that. i Unfortunately I'm a big protoman fan there. Uh for, for your education, they are Mega Man rock opera.
1: Oh really? But, uh, oh my
0: god.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, their entire like band,
5: band.
1: Remember Mega
5: band?
2: Like Mega Man the video game. Like the Mega oh, like Man the Video.
1: Band. game Remember Mega Band? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. I'm honestly yeah. gonna check yeah, out they we were like a band out of your hometown that played Mega Man songs, I'm pretty sure.
2: Oh uh, no, I don't remember that. But yeah, anyway, the Proto Man they played Mega they they play an alternate universe of Mega Man rock opera. But I digress. All yeah, right, so we're gonna move on. on to the Harry and Jimeno giving each other points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, history. Uh, could Terry Fox be considered a tri athlete?
5: Uh, I think you need uh,
2: to choose. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, what?
5: What? It's a different question. Oh,
2: sorry, I forgot sports. For sorry, sorry, I. Heard. Oh, my bad. Uh, sorry, speed sports. Which is the better obstacle or sports competition? Most American extreme elimination
1: challenge or American yeah. Gladiator?
5: I'd be, i oh, no! Most no extreme challenge.
1: Most yeah. no extreme challenge.
5: Okay. okay. American first? Gladiator. Jamil, you're, you're first? first. Yes, American Gladiator one had the better theme song because I can't think of the extreme elimination challenge at all. <laughs> and two, um, yeah. it's. It's, it's set is both very uh, perfect for people to view in a, a studio audience. Um, it has large, very expansive sets that really uh, get the public at home really interested into it whatsoever. You kind of have the feeling that you could do it, but forget the fact that one, you're playing are athletes and also... Look,
1: Extreme Challenge wins because it's been successful twice. It was successful as Takashi's... Uh, Kingdom or whatever, Takashi's Castle in Japan. And then, again, it's like a comedy version of itself. I mean, it probably was already. But anyway, they they dubbed it for the uh, uh, North American audience. But it's insane, man. It's just completely freaking insane. Like, the American Gladiators is fun for a couple episodes, and then they keep using the same events over and over again. Your rebuttal. They they rotate events.
5: They rotate events, and exciting. also American Gladiators has also been successful both in America and also in UK, with them each having their own version. Whereas um, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge was only just a uh, redone or re um, shown in um, different um, um, different places. did would even attempt to make their own.
1: But it has the broad appeal because, for once, like again, uh, American Gladiator gets boring real fast. There's no humor element, there's nothing. You're, you're basically watching a comedy show and a crazier version of American Gladiators. At the you're same time, you're watching college. a comedy show when and you
5: see someone get hit off of when they uh, and it has the thing. general appeal.
1: Yeah, but that's funny once, maybe, and it's not even that funny. They just land it on a trampoline, funny you're all like, the Oh, time. cool, like, but American um, Matters
5: was in fam- Family Matters.
1: That's true. Like they dance. All right. so, that's, 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 all solid a point for it. That's arguments.
0: For
2: it. No, no, that's not a point for it. Solid arguments. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I, I like the fact that American Gladiators could be viewed in the studio audience. You can get all these different reviews, of views. But I also like the point that Davin had brought up that uh, uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge is not only successful once, but twice, as it is a remake of Takeshi's Castle. So it is a global appeal. I think I'm going to have to give the points to Davin for, for this. <laughs>
4: A tight match here,
1: so tight, gentlemen. <laughs> All right. All right. So this next one's about Terry Fox.
2: Speeder on the history. Could Terry Fox be considered a triathlete? Yes or no?
4: No. 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 Jamil says no. Thirty. Seconds.
5: He it. He's just a runner.
4: Just,
2: just a runner.
4: He just runs.
5: I don't know of him doing anything else besides Here's running. Here's why: he did he, did he Who bike put the try
1: he... triathlete Terry. <laughs> no one tried harder than Terry Fox, and the reason he can also be considered a triathlete is one, he's a runner; two, he gets along on land on something artificial like a bike. So, like his his leg is like a bike. I once did, uh, uh, and 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 he was dr- basically swimming in sweat across this hot nation that he was running across. He your rebuttal.
5: Um, <laughs> he only ran. Um, unless you you count being a general, you know, mean person to uh, many people in this family and in society, being a sport, but that only makes him a dual athlete and not a triathlete, right? Try, like try again, Davin. Try again, Davin. Across. I don't. Let me think... tell you.
1: Terry Fox has mythical powers I once did a Terry Fox run across the Confederation Bridge and my pants ripped off at the knee on one leg I swear to God that happened
5: well, so the ghost <laughs> got, of Terry Fox, ripped of Terry his Fox leg.
1: says he was a triathlete
5: he told me so on the Confederation Bridge try <laughs> again one sport It was running. Aliens. that's it he only did that did he bike did he
1: swim? Uh, well, he, he did, did a
2: no, lot of things
5: him. he was a quite a good
2: athlete before he all right, lost all right all
5: right um, all right <laughs> try 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 well to
0: be fair uh, it's a hard question
2: to take I, 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 would, I, I personally would consider him a triathlete because the man has three limbs so that that's what counts for me um, but oh, uh, let's that's say all that, right um, yeah. <laughs> um, but based I off the of argument, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Davin wins the argument oh, because yeah. He, yeah he came he came in with the heat he came in with the artificial leg of riding a bike the swimming in sweat these are very valid in my opinion. From all I heard from Jameel is no he he was just a runner no he didn't yeah. he, he didn't do anything he was a main boy so I I honestly I didn't hear enough against as to why he, he wasn't. He's Thank just a runner. Didn't fit for me.
5: He
0: was struggling <laughs> with cancer. That was it. Just- <laughs> <laughs> if you had said that,
2: if you had said that, that would have been that would have made it being mean to your family, running, struggling with cancer. He was a triathlete. There you go. But All yeah, right. we're gonna give the point to Davin because that's outside the realm of that round. So we're coming into the final random question. <laughs> oh, it's it's heated oh, uh,
0: debate.
2: Who would win in an ultimate robot fighting league? Match oh Rosie the robot or Bender the robot? Rosie. Okay, stabbing with Rosie. You it's, can start it's, first. It's, to meal throw it's, it. It. it's not
1: the ultimate robot bending league, it's fighting. And Rosie is a fighter. Rosie is based off of Rosie the Riveter, who is also a character used to, inst- or to uh, provoke, invoke the fighting spirit in women. Um, to go to work when they were otherwise thought that they could not do so in certain places, and you're okay. more than anything.
5: This is pretty straightforward and simple. Rosie is based off of the fighting spirit, but Bender don't give anything any f's about anyone, and if he wants to win he will win. And most of the time, if there's money involved, he's going to bend the crap out of anything he has to. And once you're Bended, you are incapacitated, and therefore you would lose the match, as per the rules of Ultimate Robot Fighting. Once you're incapacitated, you cannot perform. How is Rosie going to incapacitate Bender the Robot?
1: This is Ozzy Rules Ultimate Robot Fighting League. Those aren't even the rules. So, also, by all accounts... George Jetson was an abusive husband, but you know who didn't take no shit from George Jetson? Rosie. If anything, she gave him the gears. In in a time when women didn't stand up to men in that fashion, Rosie the robot most certainly did. She was she was the like the one who'd run in that household.
5: So wait, you're comparing you're you're saying that Rosie's biggest challenge was fighting a man whose job was to push a button.
1: No, just yeah, like Rosie be, the Riveter. That's all he her, did. Her job was to be a fighter.
5: That's right. what. Whereas just, Bender, Ben, Bender's just a drunk. Ben and crushing. Bender's gonna
1: be so hammered for the contest. He's just Rosie's just gonna Even smack with him with a robot rage, broom and he push will him bend over.
5: People, he's shown it on episodes repeatedly that he's he, is yeah, a he bend, can a multitude he can, he can of bend the
1: ground he's lying on unconscious. Like, Look
5: who he's competing against. He's Competing against some. Um, all right, all right, all right. All right character of all time.
2: Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a cap here. Uh these are excellent points. Uh I'm honestly I'm gonna give this one to uh Jameel because Bender is a bending machine, he would have to Rosie. Uh honestly, Jamil, you were missing a point there. He is a former robot league fighting champion as well.
1: So well, uh, that's that's the status for the The fix was in uh, <laughs>
4: so uh we have another tie. Um,
5: so we need There's another fixes in with that Mandalorian star. Trek. All right, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no.
2: The only thing I can think about off the half top of my head for a tie breaking speed round is the two figures to my right right now, R two D two or C three po r
1: R two. So R two for D2. Davin. R two D two is the most popular of the two um it's 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 one of the few characters in Star Wars that actually is interesting for any reason and that's just his communications method and the fact that though this thing that looks like a trash can so, seems to always be the one playing the long game and knowing what's going on like everyone else runs around like C3PO with the chicken with their heads cut off and just like overwhelmed by like these incredibly inane predictable Star Wars situations, yet R2-D2 knows it's a boring Star Wars plot and doesn't stress. Your rebuttal.
5: C-3PO is the more interesting and better character. He's the one with the actual lines and the quick-witted responses. Um, he provides a lot of the humor throughout the the all of the, the trilogies, trilogies, plural. Um, he is shinier, right? Um, and he has had more character growth throughout all of the movies, right, in comparison to R2, who seems very one-note through the entire series as well. You know, you know as you well know as, you as know. I
1: do, c 3 po and nor any other Star Wars character has had any character development. That is a bold-faced lie. i call you out on it right now.
5: <laughs> okay. Anyway, but that's like, actually what? true. I
1: saw one of the new Star Wars movie. He's in it. He's the same character. There's been no growth. Um, but R two D two, all that stuff is there. It's just you have to look. For what has changed for R two? What has changed for R two? Uh, nothing. He's a Star Wars character. C three P O got a new your arm character Red. Either.
5: There you go. I win. Character no way. In, he's
1: I a win. He's
5: up, and he's a good co pilot. He actually has function, not just running around. Like, oh no. Oh no! Well, C3PO oh no. is is a communications thing, and he communicates his distress. He communicates <laughs> is. One he's on liner, he his one communicating things job. from one person R2, to another. He's... R2 gets incapacitated, right? That's that's what his job does. R2 was one of the
1: best-selling toys of all time. Not C3PO. Congratulations, R2D2. And that's Luke for Skywalker he's also that sold character. a lot
5: of toys, and he's useless too. He's a and useless let's, let's be honest, crybaby <laughs> <our laughs> children. Uh, okay. The okay. Most, okay. Human, okay. Character growth.
2: Okay um
1: non-existent character growth
2: <laughs> you know what um uh, I, I didn't really specify r2d2 or c3o and what dichotomy, d- dichotomy but we'll just go with that's character true. growth
0: oh,
2: um, what? <laughs> <laughs> honestly the the winning argument for me here was Jamil when he said uh that c3po actually has more character growth than r2d2 and well, that's right. a lot uh, that's not, it's not, it's not C-3PO actually has more of a character storyline
1: than R2-D2 does How did Star Wars? C-3PO change from the third movie to the, the newer ones? Name one reason. Um, red one arm,
5: red, new arm. He got a new that arm. That doesn't count. It does count. It,
1: okay, so he, he's, not only
2: has he had different shells, but he it, beto- he's had uh, different owners which have influenced to, like, there. there's like like backstory of like his coding, which has like Sith uh coding that leads to like this whole like uh MacGuffin, basically in the later movies. It's yeah, right. it's, it's
1: all
2: good. yeah. He's he has more story involvement, more uh, dialogue. R two D two more or less comes in he, as like a rid- poignant rid- little punchline. Yeah, he risks and, and as yeah, and as Jamil said, he always he always gets just. Uh, diffused at some point or demolished. I um, well so thought, Jamil. yeah, Jamil's Jamil's awesome. getting the point. Well done, sir. Well done. Jamil, Jamil had right.
4: a
1: shiny. Shiny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jamil go, Robinson, go, Jamil. ladies and gentlemen. Wait, where were my multitasking points? Uh,
2: They were uh, put to the wayside. Um, You got uh, uh all of not one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't keeping track.
4: Ah. I did. Well, well, uh, uh, so that was a great uh, first uh, hosting. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode. Uh, you know, was an extended episode. Of of you get some to strong competitors here, so they were. It was not easy to pick the, the winners. I think you did a, a great job. Uh, congrats yep. to all of our uh, uh, contestants. Yes. Uh, uh, Kevin Millard, thought that the great job, great uh, show all around, and I, I have I to. Thanks, so. man. So. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for for everything today. I know it's been a long one. We went over two hours. We usually I'm don't sweating. Really do that. Sweating. Yeah, it was, it was a sport. This was a sport, it was a
1: sweaty, sweaty episode. You appear to be wearing a sweatshirt.
5: Yes, <laughs> Jason Wrightman's uh, Juno. <laughs> I,
2: I've actually got a I've actually got a ProtoMan shirt on, so yeah. I had a wrap, <laughs> yeah. uh... which uh, which
4: which which maybe was was Davin's uh, downfall was his lack of ProtoMan knowledge. Uh, in, this, in this episode, we, we,
5: traded, we traded with the Proto Man and the Star Wars Mandalorian quest. Yeah, that.
2: it was it was it was an excellent sort of tête-à-tête for those two questions. Not not what I was expecting. I was hoping for maybe a a jab here and there, but complete bow. very surprising.
4: Congrats <laughs> to our our fan Sam for his high school graduation. Yes, so go, yeah,
2: congrats, Sam. That's good. Oh. Oh, oh, you're free of the system. Now you must enter the system.
4: New system. you pay. New
1: system. So Even more yes, that's the band.
4: Proto men. It's on his, uh, yeah. on his yeah. phone. So he knows it. Um, Following it. Yeah, you're going to love him.
2: Act 2 is a wonderful album, top to bottom. Probably one of my all-time favorites. You know, you
1: could have let me have the Who since you knew who the Proto Men were, Jamil. You I didn't know who the, the Proto Men were,
5: but oh, I okay. knew who the Who was, so I immediately <laughs> jumped on that. <laughs>
4: Oh, so so. Thank you, guys. Uh, every uh, everyone, just want to plug our different shows here. Oh, Go take me over here. Uh, so we uh, on uh, our live long and podcast oh, yeah. network, our Star Trek. Uh, three times a week, we have different uh, podcasts coming out, including on Enterprise uh, at eight every Monday night with Adam Woodward and uh, Jody Simpson, Kevin Millard. Uh, sometimes Davin on that one too um and uh so this this uh this week we're going to be talking about a night in sickbay the next episode of star trek enterprise uh from over 20 years ago going through each episode reviewing it breaking it all down uh on wednesday we got star trek d space night nine at nine ish our rewatch of that series with jeff mater and uh and jamil and uh, the millards and uh and Davin. uh check out that one uh every wednesday night we got um uh, what's the one we got coming up? It's a, a simple investigation from season five of Star Trek D space nine. So check that out Thursday. And then uh, the and then on Thursday, Star Trek strange new worlds. Um, we're going to be uh, breaking down that next episode coming this Thursday. We just talked about the Elysian kingdom this past week. Uh, we'll be talking on that with, uh, you know, we had a different uh, Adam and Jody and, uh, and uh, Kevin and Davin on that podcast check that out we got two episodes left for this season of star trek strange new world plus star trek radio theater uh, we just uh, published our edited version of darmok which we recorded back in april uh it had Davin and uh and adam here from today's podcast playing um they were uh the dathan and picard uh in that one if you haven't listened to the edited version yet i highly recommend it also check out our other channel it's called super mater brothers podcasting uh with my brother jeff we are Toronto! And, and also with Jameel. Uh, so we've been—we um, haven't done one in a little while, but uh, this past spring we did—we uh, did Big Brother Canada 10. We did Survivor season 42. Uh, and coming up in just about a week time, we'll get, we're going to be doing a cast preview of Big Brother USA season 24. Uh, probably next Sunday, we'll be doing a draft and a cast breakdown of that, as that show is going to be kicking off in July. And uh, as and, well, check out my son's podcast. Let's talk about fighting games with Eamon Mader under his alias Sam Jerka. He, uh, perhaps he wants to uh, know about that uh, Mega Nice Man. controller,
1: <laughs> Jameel. Nice controller. <laughs> nice controller.
4: <laughs> nice controller. Okay. Okay. Keyboard there, I see, Jameel. Um, and uh, what else? Um, plus, uh, check out the Hellbound podcast with Alex Blackburn and Michael Chan. And, um, oh, is the cast revealed for Big Brother USA 24? Oh, the cast <laughs> is revealed. Sam's on
1: it. Wouldn't that be a twist?
4: All right. I didn't know it was out already Um, because it doesn't start till July uh, next Wednesday. So interesting. Okay. Well, good to know. Uh, And then uh, have I missed anything, guys? Oh, Davin's podcast. Check out Davin's podcast, including he's got uh, *Locutors of Trek. He's got uh, X-Men, the animated series X-Rated.
1: Yeah, X-rated. Um, We're starting C three up on Tuesday, out of the past, season three, episode one. And then the following week will be our interview with The Voice of Rogue. Oh yes. Ooh, Soon to be a common
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah former cool.
4: Canadian member of Parliament, I believe.
1: Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And the we'll Nova Scotia legislature.
4: We would, yeah. I'm sure she's going to have some
1: some thoughts about Roe v. Wade. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what would the X-Men it's do about Roe v. Wade? He right. <laughs> yeah, I
1: right. actually made that comment to somebody. Like Somebody had posted uh, that Wolverine looking at a picture thing and it's him giving like the finger to the Supreme, <laughs> Supreme Court. Court. I was just like, somebody <laughs> should try to explain it to Rogue instead. Not Wolverine.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right on. Okay, and I think that's all the plugs. So congratulations again to Jameel on the win today. Uh, we're all winners um, for way after to go, Davin, Dwayne, to juggling juggling greathood great. and competing as well. Yeah. Where were my points
1: for this face? <laughs>
4: Look at this face. <laughs> ten
1: thousand points right there. Yeah, yeah right. you got Daddy ten thousand points, even though the game's over already
4: and chris do you got anything you want to plug while you're with us today?
2: uh you know what i just do photo and video stuff you can find me on instagram or youtube under the username Worldmind. mind uh, you can check out some stuff like that give it a thumbs up maybe leave a comment that'd be pretty awesome um mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun hanging out with you guys being a host of this uh i'm glad you really enjoyed the questions nice job nice job hopefully we can do it again uh maybe i'll get to join you guys and come back podcast. and be a
4: competitor you know uh, oh maybe. dude yeah i would
2: love to be a competitor i would i would love to rack my my brain over some some questions and make jokes it was uh it was a good time That's, i'm sorry right, we're well, we, we well, we, we uh, a little overboard on time i uh, apologize uh, for no worries. It. You're, you're,
4: so we're gonna be doing one probably at the end of July. Uh, uh, well, probably on the twenty fourth because I got Jeff's bachelor party coming up. Uh,
1: let's get, uh, get Murphy Strange New Worlds on Thursday.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure. yeah, yeah. We'll add you yeah. into the Strange New Worlds chat uh, because uh, even though there's five of us, there's often only two of us showing up. So <laughs> it's uh, it's all good. So,
2: well, you can uh, count right. count me as a, a guaranteed third at the very least.
4: All right, let's uh, let's play out the funk down as we uh, we head out. Uh, see you next time, everybody. <laughs>
0: m mm-hmm. m mm-hmm.